Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And now, folks, you are about to witness the most amazing. The most astounding living monstrosity of all time. Yeah, that's right. Bow, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Bow down to your master. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Listen online, the website that rocks, KMOD.com. Past shows are available on iTunes. Search under BMMS. Listen with your cell phone. Get the iHeartRadio app. Available from the app store of your cell phone provider. More on that at iHeartRadio.com. And we're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash BMMS69. That's where you can hang out with us each and every day. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Corby. Good morning, Gimpy. Good morning. We've got tickets to Candlebox that we're going to give away. We will be over at Paradise Cove on May 28th. Over at River Spirit Casino. RiverSpiritTulsa.com to get your tickets. Uh, Our friend, beer connoisseur, and just a good community person, Taylor Hanson, is going to join us listener emails we've got to tell the truth 
and we're qualifying people for CMall 2020, brought to you by Boulevard Tank 7. All you got to do is listen every hour for a cue, and when you hear it, be the correct caller, and you're going to get qualified for a chance to see every concert KMOD is a part of, including VIP Weekend Rock Lahoma tickets for 2021. Boom. Because they have canceled this year, of course, but we're still going to include those just for next year. And James Garrison of BA heard the cue. So now he's qualified. Now he is in the running for those tickets. We are broadcasting live from our home studios. Uh, Sam is in her bedroom. She's got the candles lit. It's all sexy. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm in a spare room. (laughs) And then Gimpy is in his... uh, uh, studio in the studio there so we can talk to you guys and take callers and qualify people uh, to try and keep this as normal as possible for everyone so how are you guys super fantastic nice PJs by the way <laughs> I don't know who you're talking to <laughs> talking to you man I seen you uh, right before we started I guess you had something going on in the corner and you got up moved around I'm like ah he's in his flannel PJs I got my cozy pants on yeah, nothing wrong with that no, I do I'm, too. I'm working for home. <laughs> Sam's been in her PJs it's, every it's day a, for the record. No, well, today's a party on or no, party on the bottom, business on top. I'm wearing a normal shirt that I would wear to work on top, and then I have ridiculous pants on. So basically you're the mullet of the show today. Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Cause you know, I'm gonna go outside today, go grocery shopping and stuff. You are? And so I am. And so, but I didn't want to sit in my jeans for the whole show. I know. Well, I need supplies. I need to replenish. She needs more. Do you do the grocery pickup thing? No. Because why not? I feel like that's totally in your wheelhouse. Yeah, but I have very few responsibilities in this house, and one of them is going grocery shopping. And so I feel like if I do delivery pickup, then <laughs> it's not fair. You're cheating yourself out of your responsibility? Pretend. Is that what it is? Yeah, I had to pretend that I'm at least contributing by doing something hard, like going grocery shopping and then taking the bags inside and putting them in the refrigerator and stuff. And so picking out the things. So I, have, I, I feel like I have to I, at least pretend. I commend you. I commend you for going today because <laughs> if they make you have to wait outside because they make they're not only letting a certain number of people inside at a time, you might have to wait <laughs> in the cold because you well, want to contribute. Yeah, then I super earned my rent this month. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, way to work for it. Is that what earned it? Is that what earned it? I would be careful, Gimpy. Listen, I mean, I go to the store and I walk in and I face the the, uh, tunnel of death every time I go and get groceries. I get it. I get it. I'm not doing the same Mm -hmm. things you're doing to contribute, quote unquote. (laughs) We could have a worse. Yeah, my actual list of... Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Sam. I was just going to say that my list of contributing is there's a little bit more to it than just grocery shopping that Gimpy can't do with his brother. So, <laughs> Or I should say shouldn't yeah. do with his brother. Right, right. You can in certain states. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get one. permission. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if incest, is incest illegal in this state? Uh, you know, and I don't know. It's not know. incest. You're not, nobody's saying marry him. True that, but there are sexual relations, and that's the implication there, right? The implication is it's incestual if you're having sexual relations of any kind with, you know, somebody who is related to you. Be it a cousin, yeah. brother, and sister. If Gim- 
Yeah, like if Gimpy's earning his rent that way, we need to have a talk with him <laughs> off air. <laughs> no, we don't. I'm not having a conversation with him regarding that. Let the man live his life. If, no, if I found out that you were doing the same things I'm doing for rent, I would have to have a conversation with like, can we get you in a better place that you're not doing that with your brother? I would have that conversation with you. All right, so here's here's what I found, okay? It is it's illegal to marry, commit adultery with, or have sex with someone else who is so close in relationship to you that a marriage between you and that person would be declared incestuous and void. The crime is a felony with a maximum punishment oh. in the uh, DOC of 10 years. Prison, 10 But what's years. the crime? Incest. It, uh, that's just what it says. It just says incest definition in Oklahoma. It's illegal to have an incestuous relationship. <laughs> so... Yeah, Sex, so if Gimpy was con- mm-hmm. committing a felony for rent, whether it be <laughs> robbing a bank or, you know, hooking up with his brother, <laughs> doing any of the things I do with Jeff with his brother, we would have a side conversation. <laughs> like, I've seen this place. Would it's we? really good. I lived here for a while. <laughs> I I would. I would hope that, like, just you two, if I was doing a felony to get anything in my life, that you guys would be like, hey, what are you doing, crazy? And that includes having sex with someone in my family for rent. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I think you know, I just that, let that ride. Let's just do the incest. <laughs> let's just do the incest thing first, and then we'll hit the if you're committing a felony. How do you breach? The, hey, man, don't bang your family member. They're not already thinking <laughs> rational. There's no way you're going to talk them back from the ledge. You're just, you know, trying to bounce a donkey off the cliff. Like, what are you talking about? There's no way you can convince somebody to go, hey, quit banging your loved one. No, no. Yeah, no, okay, that's the wrong way to go about it. It's love. You don't understand. <laughs> no, 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 because Gimpy would be doing this. <laughs> he'd be doing it for rent. It wouldn't be out of he it's loves his brother love. so much. He wants to. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're not asking that D for love. You're doing it because you don't want to pay three seventy five a month or whatever. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I feel like you jumped to something. I'm just saying in general, not just Gimpy. I don't think yeah. you can speak to a loved one about not banging your sister no, once, or your brother once or you're your parents. In, once you're in, you're in. And that's like, you can't go back. Different vocabulary. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those, I've already started and, you know, we've got a relationship built. Come on. They, they call it royal blood for a reason. He expects and it. Felony. And then how do you talk to a loved one that's committing a felony? Like... You sit them down and go, hey, I know this whole time you're being insane, but let's talk rational for a minute. It's a damn near impossible conversation. No, I agree. But there'd be a conversation of like, for Gimpy's example, stop committing a felony by hooking up with your brother. Here's a place, you know, for rent that you could afford and you would not have to work that hard for. Until rent is due at that place. And it's like, hey, it's man. Hard to, it's hard to be free. <laughs> right. Can you, can you hook your brother up? I need some dollars for rent. Well, now. Right. You know what is going on. This real estate you. manager, she's super hot. I think she might be interested. <laughs> Well, and the part that's funny about that is they'd be like, wait, so how do they take payment? They don't take cash, right? Because that's really what I'm into right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not taking credit yeah, card on I that think one. That, <laughs> and there's no way you can solve it for them. Like to go, here's a place to stay. What if they're like, I don't want to stay there. 
I don't want to move. Right. It's one of those things well, when your mind is set, it's already set and there's no changing it, no matter what the situation is. It's trying to talk an addict into uh, not being an addict. You know, it's it's one of those, yeah, oh, I need it. I got to have it to cope with life or to make it through. And and if that relates into no uh, incestual relationships for you, then so be it, I guess. I feel like, okay, well... Again, in your situation, it would just be for rent. It wouldn't be because you loved your brother so much that you wanted to repay him with these things. So I don't feel like you compare it to being an addict. It's not something like chemically in your brain. It's just like, I got to pay rent and I don't have enough money. So just be a budget check and like, hey, this is what you can afford. You don't have to work so hard for it. Now, talking someone out of robbing a bank or I don't know, I can't think of any other felony right now, but... You know, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, distribution of a controlled drug. Yeah. Yeah, those would be kind of hard to talk somebody out of. And just to be clear. That's the whole point. To be clear, for people that are just tuning in, I am not having sexual relations with my brother. No. Listen, we're not judging. Why would we judge you on this? Of all the things you've ever shared, why would we judge you on this? I'm just, I just want it to be known. Right. Everyone needs shelter, Gimpy. It's fine. (laughs) Right. Oh, yeah. Listen. Listen, try try to talk somebody out of what they believe, right? Didn't we just uh, hit that? Didn't we just talk about that? Yeah, right. It's too late. It's already sunken in. You've already said it, Campy Jeez. No. No. Right. No. Not having sex with my brother. Again. No. Because we know your brother is this, like, giant tree, so he would be the big spoon. <laughs> but yeah, giants like to be cuddled every Maybe. now and again too. Maybe. That's the thing. You know? <laughs> Sometimes you put the wrong spoons in the wrong holders in the drawer. It's okay. <laughs> Still God, I am not helping my case. Any, am I? <laughs> no, you're not. And anyone who just came in this morning thinks that that is the case—that your brother's the big spoon. <laughs> Oh, my There's God. There's some people that are into the opposite. Have you seen the picture of the mountain? Because he's apparently going to have a kid oh, and his God. girlfriend. And his girlfriend is, like, tiny. Yeah. Yeah, and he is yeah. massive. He's a monster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I'd be afraid of that baby. People, right? That's all I could think. I mean, that was like, the second thing I thought about, actually. Right? Log splitters. Have you seen a picture, one. Sam? <laughs> Yes, I've seen a picture of Mountain and his girlfriend. I have. They, I mean, and again, unbelievably it, tiny. The, the, well, the like even this is the conversation because, like in Jeff's family, all of his babies were like ten pounds. Like they were huge ass babies, and Jeff is like you know taller and bigger than me. And I've definitely had the thought of like, oh my god, I don't want a ten pound baby. So I can't imagine dating the mountain and being like, yeah, sure, hit me up. Like I would be so afraid of that baby. I feel like that's C-section for sure. Well, it doesn't necessarily yeah. like have to take after him so far as baby size. It could take the genes on her side, and just be a little bitty baby, as opposed to this. You know, giant, you know, watermelon that would be coming out or whatever. Oh, God. I think the genes mix. Uh, they don't pick one. Sometimes they do, but it, 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 the mm. chance of it being just like her is very, well, tiny. Right. His genes are so big, they just monsters and just <laughs> 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 this is a huge-ass baby. <laughs> yeah. 
I wonder. Yeah, so yeah I wonder if he seeked her out. Gimpy and his brother are doing. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> we ain't doing nothing. We just L-I-V-I-N, Science hasn't gotten there yet, man. Just living. That's right. <laughs> hey, you call it living. Some call it incest. What are we gonna do, right? I, I have no idea. I call it living too. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I, I call it that same thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn it. Uh, all right, listen. While Gimpy ponders life choices, we're going to give away tickets to the Candlebox coming up. Plus, we've got listener emails and to tell the truth, and we've got news quickies. When we return, we'll take a break, and we'll be back. Tulsa's Morning Show is coming right back. The Big Mad Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station, 97.5. KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Live from our homes as we are practicing social distancing, trying to flatten the curve. Like a schoolgirl. So I was like, I need to put a sweater on. I'm kind of cold. And so I was undressing and not realizing where the end of the camera was. And for like, I don't know, a good five seconds, only Gimpy was in the studio. But I was like unbuttoning my shirt and just standing there and like saying something to my boyfriend. And I was like, ah! (laughs) Well, just so you know, Sam, much like you can see Gimpy and I, you can only see our silhouettes. You can't see on left or right of us. So we didn't see anything. Not this time. Oh, you can't see past, like, my arms? Your shoulders. Yeah, yeah, that's as oh, far that's as it gets. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Like, look at the screen. Do you see a lot better. just our, our bodies? You don't see anything on either side, right? Yes. But I also thought that's just the way my camera was set up because, you know, I was in my bedroom, so it's like a longer view. Sure. <laughs> Listen, anytime you want to take a chance, Sam, I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> right, right. You want to put on lingerie? Whatever. Go for it. Here's the thing about us doing this live, and I'm sure a lot of people that are doing home officing are kind of dealing with this. Some of us are. Is if you're technologically challenged, this is more of a nightmare than normal. <laughs> yeah. For Sam, this has been an anxiety already because we're not doing it in the in the station, and then she's got to deal with technical problems. Which is super frustrating for her, and she doesn't want to bother her boyfriend if it's too early. Like it creates some problems, some uh, anxiety for Sam. Yeah, this is not my. This is not where I shine. <laughs> <laughs> where do you shine? Just so we're clear, I want to make sure we're appropriately giving you credit. I don't know for undressing on camera, making dumbass comments. You know, you're not even undressing on camera. Things. Well, to be honest, you're off camera, <laughs> right? If you're gonna do it, do it right, woman. Jeez, let's see them puppies. <laughs> All right, Suck let's go ahead and get started for uh, news quickies. It's time for news quickies, world news, local news, and news that just makes you say, "What the." F-? Now here's Corbin, Gimpy, and Sam to fill you in on what's going on. News quickies from the Big Man Morning Show in 97.5 KMOD. Man arrested after stealing coronavirus specimen from hospital. Oh. So, well, 40-year-old Sean Lamar Moore, 
He was arrested on Sunday after he allegedly took a specimen that was going to be tested for coronavirus from a hospital. The Davis Police Department uh, said that he was taken into custody after he was spotted riding a bicycle. And authorities had been searching for him for like nearly 24 hours. And employees at the hospital reported that a person entered the facility around 1.35 p.m. Saturday, stole the specimen, and that, that had been awaiting a lab testing. According to the police department, they got a call around 6.15 on Saturday that a sealed COVID specimen was found in a shopping cart at the CVS pharmacy in Davis. <laughs> so at that point, it hadn't been confirmed whether it had been opened or tampered with based on like the security seals. And... Um, so based on tips from the homeless community, they were able to find him on Sunday morning and arrest him on a burglary charge. The police are familiar with him and are determining whether any mental health conditions played a factor in the incident. And although it's like very serious, detectives did not believe he intended to hurt himself or anybody else. And they said as much fear as this caused in the community, we wrapped it up pretty quickly so those fears can subside now, said the deputy police chief i just hate to see the receipt because it's oh, right, cbs cbs would be 10 <laughs> miles long for real i'm gonna yeah. go ahead and hit that because they say oh he didn't have any plans or intentions to do anything bad with it why the hell else would you take a specimen from a doctor's office from a hospital that is labeled some kind of contagious material whether it be covid19 or you know aids or whatever the case may be because he's crazy Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're yeah. right. <laughs> you don't have a crazy brain. Yeah, no sane person is going to take that for sure, I guess. If you got to steal a virus, <laughs> which one are you stealing? The most popular one everyone's talking about or mm -hmm. malaria or one that nobody we've got a cure for? It's just not a big deal. <laughs> Like, he's like, ooh, do I pick cholera? Do I pick I the normal flu A? The, the, the punishment would be less severe, I think, if you were caught stealing, like, cholera or malaria or something like that, as opposed to COVID-19 or Ebola, something that causes massive outbreaks and can kill the entire world. I mean, again, I don't know what the big... Uh Fancy to do is over COVID, <laughs> over than these other ones. Uh, they're all pretty damning. Well, yeah, they all suck, but well, nonetheless, yeah. He got a burglary charge. So I don't think it was like, oh, this is an escalated because it was COVID 19. It was just burglary. Right, because he stole it from, from a hospital or whatever. Makes sense. Right. Uh, yes. Woman having a nicotine fit tries to hit cars with the pipe. Uh, this happens, of course, down in Florida, where all the crazy stuff happens. There's a gal. She's in her mid-30s. Her name's Amy Hunt. See, cops were called out uh, on Easter Sunday about 1030 in the morning. They had reports of the woman standing in the middle of the road swinging a pipe of cars as they passed by. So they went ahead and uh, go out there and do some investigating. That's where they found the woman swinging a three-foot-long metal pipe as cars passed on by. She, they asked her what the hell was going on. And she said that she was having a nicotine fit, and she was angry because none of the cars passing by would stop to give her any smokes. The cops were pretty cool about it in the <laughs> beginning, and they're like, hey, just stay out of the middle of the road and stop swinging the pipe at cars. Okay, can you do that for us, Amy? And she's like, yeah, sure, why not? That didn't last very long because they were called out there a short time afterwards after she was caught swinging the pipe at three other cars that had to swerve to miss her and the pipe. 
Well, they tried to arrest the woman, but of course, she wasn't having it. She tried to run. They tackled her. They ended up handcuffing her. And now she's in jail on disorderly conduct and resisting all over a cigarette. I've, I've had some pretty mean uh, Nick Fitz before, but not enough to swing a pipe at a girl. Nick Fitz. <laughs> well, um... I, I can't relate to that. I have no idea what a Nick fit would feel like, but it's from what I've heard, they're quite brutal. So yeah, it's intense, but not not swing your pipe intense. Uh, yeah, I've been a smoker and not been able to smoke for a while. You just get like a little bit grumpy. It's not even like you're just like kind of anxious to get out of somewhere. I would say. Wow. Not wow, Sam. Swinging pipes. You mean your Nick fits, right? Everybody's yeah, different. right. I guess that's and true. This gal's mugshot is amazing. To me, it sounds. It looks like there's a little bit more going on than she just needed a cigarette. It looks like she'd been up for a little while, hadn't had cigarettes for a couple mm. of days, and yeah, she's having a nicotine fit. But good God, she her she looks like a <laughs> balloon almost else. near the capacity. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Cabbage Patch Kid gone wrong. Maybe with Garbage Pail Kid. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Doc says COVID-19 may be spread by farts. You guys are lucky we're trying to flatten the curve right now because I'm here and you're not in my room because... It would be full. Uh, this, I may be transporting in danger for so long. <laughs> Some medical experts are saying farts could be a silent ninja in the coronavirus fight. In tests, bacteria have been shown to spray from launched gas, uh, ass gases. The best way to protect yourself and others... They're saying wearing pants. Earlier this year, Dr. Tag was researching another virus, SARS-CoV-2, and found 55% of his test subjects showed traces of it in their poo for as long as two and a half weeks after exposure. Dr. Tag was also able to log how far talcum powder shot across the room from someone's high-protein butt blast. Listen, cancer. Focus on cancer, not how far talcum powder shoots across the room. Hey, Tom. Hey, Tom. What, no, you want to no, do no. an experiment? But, <laughs> no. <laughs> the, that talcum powder is showing the spray velocity of a fart, so there that could be very I important understand. information if, you know... No, cancer. The, well, you got to you got to stay, you know, whatever, six to ten feet away. Cancer. Can we do that? Just here? cancer. When, when, when things get back to normal, yeah. can we talc up our, you know, bottoms and just see how far we can project? Listen, we may just have to buy Kimby, some and keep it on me? standby because the uh, I can't do it on demand. Like, I can't just will it to happen. Gotcha. So we might have to be like, hey, it was a broccoli day. So make sure we have that talcum powder handy. I like but it. But on, on, on call, like, let's plan it for Wednesday? No, I, okay. I can't. I'm not capable of we'll that. We'll just have to get you a high-fibrous uh, dinner on, on Tuesday. Yes. <laughs> a 2001 experiment where subjects were asked to fart on a Petri dish placed five <laughs> centimeters away. <laughs> Okay, uh, Mrs. What are you doing? Smith. I'm doing a, a science experiment. <laughs> I'm going to start telling people that. Did you fart? No, science experiment. <laughs> science. Part of a. I'm part of a. Part of a uh, trial, clinical trial. Oh yeah, what you do? Uh, what first, you testing? <laughs> right. I'm farting in petri dishes. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, five centimeters away. First with pants on, then with pants off. The pants on poot petri dish stayed clean. The pants off poot petri dish showed bacteria that had been sprouted overnight, though no sample was harmful in those particular tests. Gross. <laughs> See, hilarious. you're sitting at home, 
all bored, wanting to get back to work, and there are people solving problems. <laughs> One fart at a time. <laughs> right. How was your day? Uh, it's miserable. I have a headache so bad. Hey, what do you want to eat? I'm making cabbage rolls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nope. <laughs> I want all right, nothing. we got to take a break. We'll be back. <laughs> The Big Mad Morning Show returns next. Tulsa's Morning Show, 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. And we are in our home studios trying to help flatten the curve, do our part. And Gimpy's back in the studio so we can take calls and qualify, qualify people for things like CML 2020, brought to you by Boulevard Tank 7. And we will get to that coming up. Right now, it's time for Balls to the Wall Sports. NASCAR's Kyle Larson won't be behind the wheel of any uh, number 42 car anytime soon or with any sponsors. NASCAR has suspended Larson indefinitely after the driver used a racial slur during an e-race on Sunday. His primary sponsors, McDonald's and Credit One, also terminated their sponsorship with Larson after the slur. Larson appears or appeared to lose communication with his spotter during the virtual race just before he dropped the N-word. <laughs> um, other drivers uncomfortably informed Larson that what he said was heard by all. I can see it. You can't hear me? Hey, now. Wow. Kyle, you're talking to everyone, but. Yeah, we heard that. Ugh. Oh, my God. So <laughs> here is Larson apologizing. Yeah, I just want to say I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, last night I made a mistake and said the word that should never, ever be said. And um, you know, there's no excuse for that. You know, I wasn't raised that way. You know, it's just an awful thing to say. And I feel very sorry for my family my friends, my partners, the NASCAR community, and especially the African-American community. You know, I understand the damage is probably unrepairable, and you know, I own up to that. Um, but I just wanted to let you all know how sorry I am. That I got caught. <laughs> You're a big dummy. Yeah, he, that's not, there's no way that's the first time he's ever used that word that way. No, no. What it is is he plays video games at home, gets pissed, and throws that <laughs> word around like it's nothing. And then gets caught up in the moment while right. he's at work and then says it like, hey, get the hell out of here, man. He forgets he's at work. Because right. I've listened to right. Jeff when he plays Call of Duty and what, like the, the foul things other dudes say. Like, <laughs> I swear to God, I have never heard humans talk to each other worse than when I listen in on whatever is going on in Call of Duty. Like, everyone just becomes a scumbag when they play those games immediately. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. That game will make a preacher cuss, man. It's just how it is. <laughs> I wonder if, like, like you guys are going to be e-racing. 
This is not like you are at home <laughs> playing video games. You are at work. Make sure you, you know, act that way, act responsible, have nothing bad come out of your mouth because there has to be whoever's on top aware of what happens when dumbasses play video and games. They Sorry, used to, used to not have to. And my boyfriend. They're going to have to say that now. From now on, during these races, they're going to have to be like, listen, guys, you're not at home. Keep your sluzz to yourself. Well, this is the second controversy we've seen in the last two weeks of e-racing events televised by NASCAR. Last week, Bubba Wallace became enraged and quit mid-race over an incident with Clint (laughs) Bowyer. And threw his controller across the room and said, Mom! (laughs) He rage quit in the middle of his job. Get out. (laughs) Um... Kyle Larson is half Japanese and a graduate of NASCAR's Drive for Diversity program, meaning, Ooh, you know, NASCAR's God. like, hey, <laughs> need to he, work on he that flipped program. through the thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he just, he just hit he the just hit enter next, button next, a bunch next, of times. Next, next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> not that we've ever done training that way. No, no of course oh, not. Every never. page. You sit through the whole three-hour <laughs> spiel for sure. Right, because I want to learn. He is the only driver of Japanese descent to ever win a major NASCAR race. And now he will be known for dropping the N-word during a stupid-ass video game. Yeah. (laughs) How about this? Who would think? And listen, I don't know if I necessarily agree that someone should lose their job for having a bad day. But it does seem odd that he felt... You think someone should be fired for having a bad day? Okay, I think that's worse than a bad day. It's not like, Sam, you were grumpy on air today and being a complete bitch. We're firing you. That's different. I think think dropping the N-word is the worst day that you could have, and you should be judged for that. If I drop the N-word on the show... I'm not saying you shouldn't be judged. I'm saying, should he be fired for it? Should he lose his career that that he's been working decades over? Yes. So people can't make mistakes, is what you're saying. (laughs) <laughs> no, they can make mistakes, just not that one. So, again, so people yeah. can't make mistakes. They they can make mistake asterisks, except for dropping the N-word. We all know that that's one you just don't the touch. N-word. Just the N-word, or are there any other exceptions? My point is, is that there's obviously some things that are totally taboo, and I'm not saying this isn't one of those. If he has a history of using this word, then for sure he should lose his career or a chance at making millions of dollars. But if this is the only time there's ever been a track record of him doing this, then he should, then I think we should give him a break. Give him one pass. And if he does it again, then then we can re-talk about, you know, firing the guy. We're in this weird cancel culture because people make mistakes. And I think that if he has a history of it, for sure he shouldn't be allowed to do it. If people come forward and they're like, yeah, he uses that word a lot. But way to fit into the cliche, bro. The NASCAR cliche. Yeah, but you don't. You don't drop that out of nowhere. That's in your vocabulary. I say buddy a lot because I say buddy right. a lot. <laughs> You're <laughs> probably right. I've also heard the N-word come out of your mouth. <laughs> no way. Ooh, you have not. Then, lady. You've never said the N-word. N- not, uh, not recorded, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Good catch. <laughs> and that's Balls to the Wall Sports. I'm Stephen Sam with 97.5 KMOD. <laughs> Hey there. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 829-45. Qualifying people for CMall 2020. 
chance to see every concert KMOD is a part of this year. We're going to throw in 2021 VIP Weekend Rock, Oklahoma tickets and Stony Fowl of Tulsa. Heard the cue, so now Stony is qualified. It's all brought to you by Boulevard Tank 7. Uh, on a normal week, the unemployment claims are about 10,000. That's the record. And that was set in 1991. Last week, 44,000 Oklahomans filed for unemployment. So uh, it's about the population of Stillwater, Oklahoma. And so there are more time, more than ever, people are going to need help from our community. And there's an organization called Food on the Move that is doing just that. And a familiar voice and fan of the show, friend of the show, is Taylor Hansen, And he's on with us right now. Good morning, Taylor. How are you? Hey, man. Good morning. So I'm doing well. Food on you know, the, first of all, to, let's, like everybody's we'll trying to... Um, uh, be productive and uh, be responsible, uh, and and also right. just trying to do do what positive things we can amidst a crazy time. Right. Uh, so let's start from the uh, beginning with the why this organization was started and why you wanted to help out in the community. Well, yeah. So um, food on the move has been going actually since 2014, and we we got involved really just because. Um, you know, food and hunger is it so at the heart of, you know, a strong city and a strong neighborhood. And um, things like uh, things called food deserts uh, is a, a term that you know many people might not have heard, um, you know, a few years ago, but they've become a lot more familiar. The term basically means areas that don't have grocery stores, um, and so neighborhoods that have sort of just seen a decline and and might you lose the basic things and foundational things like a grocery store, and that that just you know, contributes to everything, you know, um, continuing to decline and impacts people in a, in a major way. So um, health impacts all kinds of different things like education and, um, and access to really to just improving your own life and your community and thriving. So um, Food on the Move, basically, as COVID hit, we're, we're a mobile deal. So we go into areas within uh, uh, communities that are food deserts and we do pop-up events where there's fresh produce and food trucks and it's pay as you can. So it's just, you show up and whatever you're able to contribute, you, you do. It's always free for anybody that's not able to contribute anything. And we're working on long-term solutions to bring grocery stores back to areas that don't have them. And uh, it's been an amazing program. But when COVID uh, hit, we basically just adapted and said, how can we respond and do this uh, work with more partners? And so we have been for the last um, several weeks mobilizing with other partners to uh, to do what we do and serve in, in the areas, especially more focused in North Tulsa, where we've been um, since 2014. And we do drive-through and drop-off where we're bringing in fresh produce and, and meals and in a way that doesn't, you know, put people at risk and interact with them in crowds and groups. We go directly to people's uh, homes as well as uh, the drive-through at a couple different locations. And it's really all about partnership. We're also helping support local um, restaurants by pulling them in and providing a small stipend that restaurants can help us, uh, can be a part of the program by uh, preparing these meals um, alongside the, the donated produce um, and make sure that we're working with our whole the whole ecosystem that is, is really hit by um, just the loss of business and activity that's gone on. Um, so it's huge, only possible because of an incredible team. Uh, my awesome uh, executive director, Kevin Harper, is leading the charge with our team and um, amazing nonprofits, um, many foundations that have supported it. So, yeah, it's it's just um, us trying to be responsive and, and um, be out there and be alongside people. 
Well, I don't know how you have time to do any of this stuff. You're quite a busy guy, and now you've started this organization <laughs> and are a big part of it. And, and it's such, I know this has been something, um, hunger in communities has been something that's been on your radar for a long time. This isn't something you just started to do because of the pandemic, but uh, the, you, the spectacle you guys put on with these drive-through and drop-offs is just unbelievable to see not just the people that are in need but the man force volunteers that put this on is just awesome to see well yeah thank you i mean so people can um first of all for me i mean i'm a lifelong tolson you know and we we do food uh, do hop jam together and always supported the food bank and um, food on the move partners directly with the food bank um and so i will just give a quick shout out first of all if people do um you know if, if people do have need, um, we're, we're not going everywhere. We are focused in North Tulsa, but um, like you said, the drive-through uh, does look like quite a spectacle because on Friday we've been working with the Dream Center, Tulsa Dream Center, which is an amazing organization, um, and worked with them to coordinate the drive-through. Um, you know, we've had you know thousand uh, car, thousand cars or more over the course of several hours, um, and you know. Let me just give you an example of some partnerships. I mean, we have the Cherokee Nations support us. The Sheriff's Foundation came in and, and gave support. Um, uh, William S. Smith Foundation, a local foundation that has re- been really generous. Um, nonprofits like uh, the Food Bank are donating meals. Um, Go Fresh, a local uh, grocery, dis- a local distributor of produce and, and groceries. Um, so many other nonprofits and, and volunteers. The Junior League has a team of volunteers, and we have so many individuals, um, and also local food trucks. And Corbin, you guys, you know how much we love local and love seeing that you know local collaboration. Um, I mean, we have uh, restaurants like Sweet Lisa's, you know, a, a, a Tulsa restaurant, you know, that's not only making meals but is also out there safely with masks and gloves and all the things, you know. But going with us door to door delivering uh, produce and meals, and it just kind of it kind of gets you because it's this is what I think this is what Tulsa is about, and I think you're seeing the good along <laughs> with a lot of communities. You're seeing the good come out of the bad, but I feel like this has been really just a, a shared partnership that has made it possible because we have so many people that are uh, are willing to trying to find ways to put in what they can. I mean, it's like you giving us a shout out. Even I mean, this is a great example. Just telling that story. Um, so. Yeah, for me, I I, um, I have been uh, mostly the guy on on the phone or on the you know broadcasting, connecting, trying to rally people. Um, but the boots on the ground in our team, our volunteers and partners. I mean, they're the ones that deserve the credit. And 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 right now, um, we need a lot more help because we still have several more weeks of, of pretty sh- pretty sure this is going to be needed. And like you said, so many people uh, are actually not only already on the on the line in many communities with, you know, the, the funds to pay for food and supply and support their family, but um, they're really hurting right now. So um, any support and partnership uh, to help make sure we can continue to provide these much needed meals. Um, I'm going to, I'm a blabbermouth, so I'll just, I'll, I'll let you talk in a second here, but just numbers wise, <laughs> in the la- last week, uh, we had meals for uh, uh, 15,000 people. Um, and that's groceries and fresh produce and prepared meals from our restaurant partners. Week before that was 11,000, 10,000 before that. And so we're shooting to service at least 10,000 a week. And, and, and there's so many more people, unfortunately, that are still going to need this. So, um, just, just glad we can do, do something that's going to hit people uh, where they need it. 
So how much have you seen like the need spread since the pandemic? Well, I mean, to give you an example, I mean, th- ours is a little bit different because we're focused on long-term impact mostly. I mean, so we we try and see a, a few hundred people at our events that we do monthly. And our goal is to connect with people that are, you know, that are systematically in need. Like they're going, they're trying to move and uh, past a, a point of poverty and they're, they're moving into you know, better jobs and opportunity and how do we work on a neighborhood sort of transforming uh, in partnership with them. Um, and um, that means, so right now we're serving, you know, we serve several hundred to a thousand plus in a month. We're serving 10,000 a week right now. Wow. So, that's you know, a, that's, that, unbelievable. that's, that's the question. That's the deal. And, and that's how many people I have people that have reached out that would, you know, what's really cool about our program with Food on the Move is it's really a partnership program. It's all these nonprofits, all these different volunteers. Um, we have people that would typically be there giving that are that are going, hey, man, wow, this would really help me right now. That that gro- that groceries for a week, you know, those, you know, that, that meal. Um, and and so, th- you know, if that gives you some sense of scale, I mean, it's it's many, many times uh, what we uh, multiples of what we would do in a month. Um, it's, it's, we're doing in one week. Wow. Let's talk a little bit about the volunteer scenario because you guys offer a couple different facets on how people can get food, both of them in very safe ways with the pandemic yeah. going on. There's the drive through scenario where that's pretty self-explanatory, not just for food in need, but if people want to drop off as well. And then the no-touch deliveries as well. Will you touch on those, Taylor? Yeah, so the drive-through, it, like you said, we prepare everything safely. We're really, we adhere to safety guidelines. Everybody does masks and gloves and does temperature checks in advance, and and you know they sign off. And so we really treat our volunteers, you know, seriously. So that's that's how we do it. And people then pull through, uh, and a box just goes directly into your trunk, uh, and it's got groceries as well at, for for five days plus um, a meal, prepared meal. The drop-off, um, essentially, you know, we're we can't go everywhere, but we we've served um, um, in North Tulsa, especially at a couple key locations, and in Turley. And what we do is we prepare a, a bag of uh, produce and meals, and then we go directly to the doorstep. Volunteer um, takes it from our vehicle, goes directly to the doorstep, puts it on the doorstep, makes the resident aware that it's there, and they're able to. Uh, open the door and take it inside as soon as our team has yeah. died, as soon as our team so, has left. As soon as our team so, yeah. Yeah. so it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of so like, it's, it's kind of like, like, it's sort of like Santa Claus, you know, dropping Santa Claus, you know, dropping off the chimney. Back up to the chimney. So we're trying to, so we're trying to just really try to divide, we just really tried to divide the system that we do and what we're about while making sure we could be safe. Taylor's joining us, and you know him from Hop Jam and Hanson, and now he's with Food on the Move, which is uh, an organization designed to make sure food in food desert locations get food, and they need help with volunteers, and if you're someone in need of food, they can help with that, too. Everything is at foodonthemoveok.com. Taylor, why don't you talk about some of the upcoming events that are happening uh, for a drop-off or drive-through event? Yeah, so we're doing uh, events right now on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, the best thing to do would be for everybody to go to foodonthemoveok.com to, for specific locations uh, because it's important. You know, we're, 
We are, we'll direct you to, to uh, other sites. If we're not serving there, we'll try and direct you. But we're focused on the North Tulsa community. Um, the the drive-through location on Friday uh, is our largest single event, and we're working closely with Dream Center, um, 46th, and Martin Luther King. Uh, they're a great organization. Um, and you can go uh, go there from 9 to 1 uh, on Friday if you're uh, if you're just listening to this and this isn't you're not in that community um, it is accessible for people um, and the drop-offs are are mo- more directed at specific locations where we're coming to you you can find out all those locations at the website um, and for everybody that you know has any interest in the in the program or the partner you know being a partner as a restaurant or wants to volunteer or wants to donate anything that's also all at the website um, I think it's also important right now at Corbin to just um, to just be involved and aware that, you know, people look at all the stats and they see the updates and everyone's very trying to, you know, do their thing. But um, we still have quite a road ahead of us because of how this has hit, like you said, small businesses and a lot of a lot of families. And so um, just, you know, keeping the keeping the word, spreading the word about resources like Food on the Move, um, even if you're not in, involved in it, to just you know, share it on social media or, you know, give it a shout because it may hit somebody that real, you know, realizes that this is something that, that could be there to help. And, um, you know, an amazing, uh, amazing things are only possible because of, you know, the individual ripple of, of each of us saying, hey, I can do something. Uh, Taylor's joining us from Food on the Move, OK.com. That's the website. If you want to volunteer, it's safe for you to volunteer right now as well. They've got a great way set up for you to be safe while you're helping out people. And for sure, this is only going to become more of an issue as time goes on. And and Taylor has a, not only with his brothers and, and that are in the band, but everyone else that is, he's got a pretty big family. And then his own family is quite large with his children and his <laughs> wife. Is everybody safe and stuff too? It, you know, all of our family, thankfully is, is safe and sound and been trying to, uh, you know, be responsible, hang close to home. Um, and yeah, I, like you said, big family in the Hanson crew, I've got six of my own. So, um, we oh we've God. definitely been i've been try, trying to <laughs> trying to do all the things you know figure out what are the things you can do um during this 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 time what a surreal uh, you know last you know several weeks it's been for all of us well and if we can just touch on it briefly too not just as somebody who has a band but you're a business owner and entrepreneur within the community you own property in the community you and your brothers are involved in the community you've got organizations Economically speaking, how has this been for you as a business person? Well, it's major. I mean, as you know, I mean the first the first domino to fall for us was uh, having to decide to to cancel Hop Jam this year. Um, you know, and and it was an early indicator because you know uh, we could see that everything we're about, I mean, celebrating coming together and community and partnership and, and downtown and, you know, big crowds, right? Big crowds is, is what we're, you know, what we often have. It's, you know, and that's exactly what we, we knew we weren't going to be able to have. Um, so that was the first impact. Um, I know many of our partners, you know, McNally's group, you know, an awesome partner of Hot Jam, um, you know, they, all their restaurants, they had such a, they got hit really hard and had to make, a lot of challenge, you know, decisions to try to work to to uh, 
fix and adapt and um and so they're they're a great example i think um there's so many small restaurants i think those are the people i've seen the most directly that we work with uh, with the festival um that are you know that are really um having to having to evaluate the entire foundation of their business um i think for for us we we've talked about you know we're talking about music of course with uh, being on the radio with you guys and um, so many bands that people love, they listen to, um, you know, there are artists, you know, a lot of artists and their teams um, and people that we work with in our business, you know, the crew guys, you know, the engineers, um, you know, the bus drivers, um, those guys, I mean, they're really upside down um, across, you know, Oklahoma and, and throughout, you know, the industry we work in. So, that that's been major. It's the first time we've really, you know, seen firsthand uh, just how powerful um, some an issue like this can be across so many industries. Um, but thankfully, for, I mean, for us with Enhancing World, we're so lucky to have a foundational uh, fan community that stuck with us and has a strong connection online. I'm just never been more grateful for that than during this time. Well, and I know that you've been personally affected um, by the pandemic as well because of the association and tinted windows with Adam uh, Schlesinger. And for me, he was a he was where I found out that rock music can be kind of poppy and have this really great, sweet lyrically um, tone to it. And and so for me, I was shocked to see of his passing. And I know he's oh. a friend of yours, so I am sorry to hear about that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, thank you so much, dude. Um, yeah, I mean, throw throw a throw a um, an Adam Schlesinger track track in there somewhere, man, because he he has so many songs that um, Fountains of Wayne, him as a songwriter and producer, is such a phenomenal talent. Um, but yeah, he he and I were in a band together, and um, that is the closest this thing has come to me. Um, and in, you, know, you just cannot believe uh, that somebody that you were you know talking to not too long ago um, is suddenly gone and so this is real you know um this this uh, whole conversation about um you know is it how serious uh, are these you know challenges that are coming i mean they're they're as real as can be yeah and and unpredictable too because there's not even yeah. just the well economically what's going to happen and or what's going to happen with my job or what's going to happen with my family and their health but you can't even, you know, grieve because of all the chaos that's happening out there. And, and just know that not just you, but anybody whose family has been affected by the coronavirus and, or not because we have a fan of the show that was served over in Iraq and he, um, he got killed over there and came back and they can't ha- have their grief because of what's going on wow. with that. So it's just an wow. unbelievable uh, amount of chaos that's happening. And that's why an organization like Food on the Move is such a beacon of hope and you can be a part of it if you want to volunteer or it can be there for you if you need it food on the move okay.com and taylor it's always great talking to you uh, our hearts there for you and your family and thanks for taking the time absolutely man thank you guys so much all right very good that's taylor hansen we're going to take a break and we'll be back more of the big man morning show is next 97.5 kmod Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. 
You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Corby. And Gimpy, what do you think? Should we play a game? I think that would be a good idea. You want to go ahead? Let's do it. Tickets to Candlebox are up. 25th anniversary of Candlebox, May 28th over at Paradise Cove at the River Spirit Casino Resort. Tickets available at riverspirittulsa.com. And we are going to play Sing Sing. Current record of Sing Sing is? Sammy's in the lead with five. And you and I are tied with three each. (laughs) Last week's winner was? That'd be me. So uh, Gimpy is not playing. It's going to be Sam and Corbin at 918-460-KMOD. 918-460-KMOD. Let's go to the phones and get our first contestant. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Jake. Jake, how are you, sir? Not too bad. How are you guys doing today? I'm good, man. Jake, who do you want to recluse, Sam or Corbin? Um, we'll go Sam. 60 seconds on the clock. Timer starts after the first clue. Sam, are you ready? Yes. Okay, Jake, are you this ready? is like a group. Whoa, Sammy. Whoa. <laughs> I got too excited. All right, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Okay, this is a group of black males that were like soulful singers, and they were really big in the 90s. Boys and men? Yes, and and this is the, yes, you have that right. And then this is the song that they sang about the thing that you drive on, and if you keep driving, you reach the... Yes! Um... Okay, this is the song. That Blake Sheldon is like married to this girl. They're on The Voice, and um, she sings this song, and it go. And it's the song about bananas. B a n a n a s. Gwen Stefani. Yes. Yep, you got that. Um, oh, this is a song um, from the thing that no one likes to eat on um, on New Year's, and um, it has Fergie oh, in it. And it's this, yes, and they sing the song with, with the camel has. Uh, my what host? does a camel have on their back? Yes, you got it. And this next one is from a band with Travis Barker. And um, they're like, work sucks, I know. Like 182. Yep, and then if something is, what's the opposite of big? Time. We got right. three. I, three. I don't know how many three. she got. She got three total. Were we running the timer? I was looking for it, and I just I hit the timer over here, this timer that we have built in, and I'm keeping an eye on the time okay. as we go by. All so. right, Jake, you got three, man. Hang on the line. Don't go anywhere, okay? Okay. All right, buddy. Let's get uh, Mike. Sam, you got to move those right underneath your chin. Thank you. <laughs> uh, good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Chris. Chris, how are you, man? Good. Good. How are you? Good, man. We got to beat three. Are you ready? Yeah, let's try it. Uh, Scatamouche, Scatamouche, does she do the Fandango? Oh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Correct. Uh, this is uh, the guy who plays the piano, not Billy Joel, and this is the song about uh, being an astronaut. 
at Rocket Man. Yes. Uh, oh, man. Okay, I'm not going to give you anything about the song. Baseball team, the Kansas City. Royals. Yes. Uh, this is the uh, guys from Escatapa, Mississippi, and they sing a song about the stuff that makes uh, Superman weak. Kryptonite. Yes. Uh, this is the song from the girl who did Lilith Fair, and it's on the um, National Humane Society commercials about the dogs. Uh, Sarah McLaughlin, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah, no, that's right. These are also okay. winged things uh, from heaven. Time. 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 Way to go, man. Four Still got it. is what we got, man. Congratulations. Cool. You're going to get those tickets. You're going to see Candlebox. Hang on the line, okay? All right. All right, man. Don't go anywhere. Uh, all right, Sam. Go the one that we didn't fit. We didn't get right at the end. Oh yeah, I would have said the same thing. Um, like when somebody dies and go to heaven, you call them a what? Right. Makes sense. Right. I have, I'm not. Angel. Re- I'm not remembering any of the lyrics of that song right now. And then the one, uh, Angel by Sarah McLaughlin. And then Sam, the one that you finished mm-hmm. on. Uh, yeah, Tom DeLonge, Travis Barker. This is their band. He said Blink-182. Um, and I don't have anything lyrically for you except that uh, teeny tiny stuff. Isn't this the one where he's like, work sucks. I know. Yeah, because I gave those lyrics. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that explains yeah, why it sounds so familiar. From Blink. <laughs> 182. All right, the record now is... Well, that moves you up to four, keeps Sammy at five, and now I'm in the rear with three. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back. More of the Big Mad Morning Show is next. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Listener emails coming up. Plus, a chance to get qualified for CMall 2020. Every concert KMOD is a part of, including 2021 VIP Weekend Rocklahoma tickets because of the cancellation of this year's Rocklahoma. So we're going to throw in next year VIP Weekend Rocklahoma for this year's winner. If that's not confusing enough, let's go ahead and do balls to the wall sports. <laughs> right, because everything else is like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? The NFL and its players union agreed to conduct a virtual offseason workout programs due to the COVID-19 pandemic until every team is permitted to open its facilities. Clubs can hold voluntary classroom instruction workouts and non-football educational programs using online platforms, according to a memo sent to the teams that was obtained by the Associated Press. The three-week virtual offseason starts April 20th for teams with new head coaches and 27th for the, April 27th for the others. It runs through May 15th, and teams with new head coach have the option to go for four weeks. I don't know if there's any validity to this, but the story I read said that the chance of people sitting in like an arena or a stadium watching a sport uh, was 
pretty low, like 20, 30% chance. I hope that's not true. So far, I think as- one thing's for sure that, that if it does happen, you're going to have to, you're going to wear a face mask and they're going to check your temperature when you come in. Which kind of like, I get it. There's the safety behind that. We don't want to get anybody sick, but I mean, like, don't you think that would put a damper on your good time? Because you go to these events to have fun, right? And then you're like, ah, I got to wear a mask. I got to wear gloves. I got some guy checking my, checking my temperature when I walk in. Yeah. I got a lift it. I mean, my they beer. check your ID when you go into a business. Uh, so I, I, I don't think that that's, I don't think it's a super inconvenience, especially if that's what you want to do. People said the same thing after 9-11 and having to get him patted down before you go into arenas and all that. And, Nobody's complaining about that anymore, and this has killed more people than that. Yeah, it's just one of those. It's going to take a little bit of time to get used to. It's for the better good, but it sucks right now, and we're just going to have to get used to it no matter what. If you thought you were going to go to a game the way you used to go to a game, that ain't going to happen. It's going to be completely different now. Corbin, would you go to a uh, Kansas City Chiefs game, and they're like, you need a mask and glove, we've got to check your temperature. Would that be a deterrent for you? Mask and gloves? No, I'm not wearing mask mm-hmm. and gloves. I mean, because at what point do the, the gloves, do you throw them away? So wait, am I, what am I wearing gloves for? Because I'm going to eat, I'm going to drink. Right. So then what are the okay, gloves so for? Just a mask and temperature check. Yeah. that. Listen, I'm telling you, that's going to be the new reality. Mm, 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 mm. Damn you. COVID-19. They're going to check temperature when you go into certain places. There's going to be masks are going to be a common place outside of like your home and your work. That kind at of least sucks. for a while, mm-hmm. at least until they get a vaccine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you think about that, man, it's like, all right, we can finally get back to somewhat normal. Bars are open. And then you go into the bar and everybody's drinking their, you know, cocktails out of yeah. a straw through their mask because we don't want to spread the disease. <laughs> Karaoke is going to sound all muffled and whatnot when you do it. Ugh. I don't like uh, it. I mean, I don't I've know. I've seen if a baby Yoda mask, and I'm down. The concern. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm just telling you. Until they get a vaccine, it's going to be very awkward. Mm-hmm. Sam, do you, you're going out. You said to get groceries. Do you have a mask? I do have a mask. Mm-hmm. Jeff had some in the garage that he de- that he used when he worked on cars, and they just happen to be the correct masks. And I think it looks like a dramatic mask. <laughs> so can't wait. For I'm with you. For real. For real. I want to see it. <laughs> well, if there is one, uh, that's Balls to the Wall Sports. I'm Seaman Sam on 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Qualifying people for CMO 2020 and Patrick Brady of Porter. Took a break from getting the peaches ready, and he got qualified for CMall 2020. Brought to you by Boulevard Tank 7. Every hour, you have a chance to get qualified with us. Another chance coming up at 9 o'clock, so be listening for that. We're live from our home studios. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Corby. Good morning, Gimpy. Good morning. Sam, I wanted to ask, is the, uh, do you have like a, like a sticky note or something around to remind you to make your bed every morning? <laughs> no, it's when I kick my boyfriend out of bed. You mean just like, like, get up, I got to make the bed. Yeah, well, I'm like, get up or you, you're naked as we've seen on camera. 
<laughs> I think you should do the show one time with him there. I think that that's hilarious. It's just Gimpy and I. Like, no one else is seeing it. Yeah, for sure. No, I just love his D so much. I don't want to share it with you two. We don't have to see it, Does he it, sleep Sam? naked? He does. Oh. I mean, I get it. I, I like to sleep naked, and then kids happened. Right. <laughs> do you sleep naked? Me? Sam, do you sleep naked? <laughs> oh, no, I usually don't. I think she's huh. lying. I think she's yeah, lying I, because she doesn't want to build an image in no. the listeners' heads is what it is. <laughs> no. Well, when the guy comes to murder her that's living next door. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> yeah. I want to be prepared uh, and not caught naked. <laughs> By well, the way, gonna save your I have life. to tell you guys. Being clothed, you should what? just be naked because that would actually probably save your life. What's that? What do you want to tell boobs. us? My boobs. <laughs> Be distracted. Someone texted me last night a picture of like them and their kid doing something adorable. And I was literally drinking wine out of a plastic cup with ice cubes in it, like a human trash bag. And he was <laughs> he sent me a picture of his kids. And I responded that like, yeah, because I don't have kids. I'm watching John Oliver and drinking wine out of a plastic cup. I'm not doing adorable things with kids. This is what I get to do because I don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> what what wine were you drinking with uh you needed ice with? Oh my god. It was such a struggle in our house last night because our automatic wine opener wasn't charged and I haven't drinking oh anything in like a long time, but I wasn't feeling well, so I was like, maybe a glass of wine will help me go to sleep. So I opened up my not chilled peach moscato that I thought was in the fridge. Yeah, it's it's and it has bubbles in it, so it's pretty much just alcohol soda. That's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> and I had gotten a glass, horrible. like to I got a wine glass to drink it out of, and then I was like, oh, I don't want to hear the sound of the ice cubes hitting the glass. It's just gonna annoy me and like get on my nerves. So I drank it out of a plastic cup, like a trash bag. That is awesome. I say this in the most <laughs> loving way possible. You were in an insane amount of high maintenance. I know. Because we couldn't get the, the bottle opener open for a while, but Jeff saved me. And when I heard the pop, I was like, oh, yay, wine. Because I couldn't do it. I couldn't even get this stupid, like, whatever that metal thing is that is on top of the wine bottle. Seal? I couldn't even get that off. <laughs> What's that yeah, called? Yeah, I couldn't get What's any that of that thing off. thing that keeps it closed? I couldn't fix that. Child <laughs> safety lock? <laughs> yeah, I was like, help, help. Well, listen, if you're dealing with stresses like Sam and you can't afford a red Solo cup or ice or an electric bottle opener, uh, you can send an email to us, show at KMOD.com. We'll read your email on the air. Uh, this says, uh, I lost my job. I feel embarrassed and humiliated. I feel like I can't tell my kids. They saw me working in front of my computer since the end of March, and now I try to stay away from them so they don't see me not working on my computer because I know I'll have to answer questions that I don't have the answers to. They are 10 and 12, and to tell them that I was fired would be gut-wrenching. I feel worthless and plan to not tell them until after the pandemic is over and I have found another job. Is that a horrible plan? Nine one eight four six zero KMOD. Nine one eight four six zero KMOD. What should this guy do or girl? I'm guessing it's a guy, and he lost his job, and he doesn't want to tell his kids, and he's staying at home with his kids, 
and I'm guessing hides from his children so they assume he's working. That right, Facebook's silly. open a lot. <laughs> right. Dad, what are you doing in there? Watching Netflix, man. I'm on season four. <laughs> Mark and Breaking Bad. <laughs> this is the Mark, third time I've watched up. Tiger King. <laughs> right. Uh, so is that a horrible plan not to tell his kids he's been fired? I don't think this guy's alone. I think a lot of people have probably lost their jobs and are struggling with uh, identity and how to tell people. Yeah, I mean, Corbin and I, we've had the conversation of how much, for me, this job is like part of my identity. And I'm sure anybody with their job feels the same way. So to have that like ripped apart would be super tough. But I feel like we're in different circumstances than we were before March. What do you mean? Well, I could understand why someone would be be ashamed to lose their job, but we're in the middle of a global pandemic and, you know, you're one of the whatever 20 million or however many million people that have been laid off because of this. And I just feel like it's a different atmosphere, more forgiving, I guess. Well, if anything, 10 and 12 year olds are definitely forgiving. Uh, So let's go ahead and go to the phones and see what listeners think. Caitlin is on. Hi, Caitlin. How are you? morning how are you guys that's fantastic it's good to hear caitlin what should this guy do is it a good plan to not tell his kids that he's been fired um honestly i was a teacher for three years and i think he should sit them down and explain on their level the best he can that hey daddy doesn't have a job right now everything's gonna be okay we're still gonna support you guys you don't have to worry about anything but times might be a little tough, so we might not be able to have new toys and new video games for a while, and that's okay because we have each other. That's really good. Do you, are you still employed as a teacher? Are you doing that distance teaching thing? Um, not at the moment. I um, am taking a break from teaching to kind of do my own adventuring. What kind of what adventuring are you doing at this time? What was that? What kind of adventuring are you doing at this time? Uh, I'm kind of trying to like travel and um, I'm only 28. So uh, I, because of college and stuff like that, I really didn't do a whole lot of adventuring. So I'm taking a slight break while I have some money. And um, after this virus is all over, I'm hoping to go and see parts of the world that I have never seen before. That's awesome. Go ahead, Sam. So since like you made this the this decision, the pandemic happened. Does adventuring mean like you're finding yourself, you're dating dudes, like that kind of stuff, while you're being while you can't travel? Yeah, um, I mean, it might be finding new hobbies like knitting or painting. I've gotten really into watercolor, and I really like that. Um, finding different ways to express myself. Um, kind of finding my inner center, kind of finding who who God wants me to be. Wow. Wow. Well, good luck with that, and I appreciate uh, you calling and sharing, and uh, be safe, and I good luck with the travels. Keep us updated. Thank you, guys. You guys have a great day. I love listening to you all the way to work. My channel never changes. Awesome. Thank you so much, Caitlin. See you later. Bye. Bye. Uh, Rebecca is on now. Hi, Rebecca. How are you? I'm good. How about you? 
Good, Rebecca. What do you think? Well, I I understand where he's coming from because as a parent, you don't want the burden to fall for children to feel like there's a burden, you know, that there's problems. So luckily he has a, kind of a good excuse right now on why he doesn't have a job. He could just say that the company decided to just cut hours or cut people and he's just going to have to wait till the uh, the virus thing stops. So he's kind of got a good excuse right now. To just not tell. I agree. Yeah, to just basically blame it on the company. The kids won't find out. That's that's true. That's true. Very good. Rebecca, thank you. Have a good day. You too, thanks. See you later. Let's go to Patrick next, Gimpy. Uh, Patrick, how are you? Uh, fairly good. Um, good, man. Well, you're you on there. Tell find, me what you think. Find a job online because there's plenty of job opportunities online. I mean, granted, they don't like pay what? the greatest twelve, fifteen dollars customer service representatives, things like that, uh, transcribers. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you know two languages, you can go through and uh, trans do a little bit of that. I mean, granted, they don't pay Translating, the best, yes. but you don't have to pay for gas to get back and forth to work. You don't have to go through and buy clothes for work. So you might actually make a little bit more money, just not up front. Right. I definitely think you're, you're onto something there. You could find a quick job or a temporary job until you find the, real, the job you want. So at least you have some money coming in and you're staying busy and not just hiding from your children, right? Exactly. Right on, man. Patrick, you have good a good idea. day. Thanks for calling. Thank you. All right. See you later. Uh, let's go to Joe. Yo, Hi. Joe. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? Doing great. I, I really wanted to, to push more towards the, the kid. Uh, uh, there's many quick fixes of a job kind of situation, but when it comes down with a kid, I'm 41, and I tell you what, me and my daughter at one point lived out of my car, you know, so it wasn't no point of being able to hide <laughs> any point of going through a difficult time. But through that, you know, we 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 uh, got to have an apartment, uh, an efficiency, and then grew up and got into a dual. But the main thing is, she went through it with me completely, and now she's only fourteen, but has the maturity level that would blow your mind because of it, and because I was completely open. I'm epileptic, and with grand mal seizures, and so I went through. I couldn't hold on to a job for the life of me, no matter how hard I would even outwork somebody else. My seizures would stop that. So when it comes to really the, trying to hide the children from the hard times, you're going to handicap them in the future. But if you just be honest, I even let her at the age of 10 years old see what money's coming in and what money's going out to what bills because we work together on it. We have a relationship now that can't be matched because of it, I feel. Let me ask you something, friend. Don't you think that that's robbing your child of their childhood and forcing them to grow up quicker than what they should? You said she's 14, but she's got the maturity of a 20-year-old. Is that fair to the child to rob them of their innocence and their, their, their childhood? Because, I mean, yeah, sure, times are tough, but... I, I feel like that kid's missing out on something because they had to grow up so fast. 
She didn't have much of it. So you're suggesting that I had a choice of not living out of a car then? Uh, yeah. Because uh, I had no income in coming in as an epileptic. Uh, I, I get that. I get that. I, I feel there could have been some choices. Yeah, you might have hit tough times, but I feel like with, there's enough resources out there. There's there's group homes. There's there's homeless shelters. There's there's all kinds of different places to where you know you could have found a place to live mm-hmm. and, and stay while you get back up. Would on you your feet. rather, Gimpy? Mm-hmm. Would like would you rather your kid live in a homeless shelter with a bunch of people that she doesn't know where with she's vulnerable, or living out of a car? Right. Uh, me personally, exactly. I, I would rather be in the shelter with them, with my child, and not having to live out of a car because that's not an environment for a child either. Either is a homeless well, shelter where a bunch of grown-ups are around. I get it. Excuse me. But in the end, I'm just on your side, buddy. I'm not going to have a 30-year-old <laughs> living at home either. You know, I lived on my own. At the age of 15 at time, I, I was a runaway. And, and so, I mean, you can you can say, hey, you know, you're robbing her childhood away. But you know what? When she's an adult and she runs into hard times, she's going to know what to do. When she is an adult and she's having a hard time at work, she's not going to quit. She's going to know how to endure and actually push through. So, I mean, your opinion that's great. You've got kids, too. My opinion, man, my daughter's a leader. All the kids, even in the apartment complex, follow her. I love it. I'm proud of her. Boom. She's a great kid. Right on. Joe, in my opinion, uh, I appreciate the more your call, you man. hold back the information of actually what is actually going on in life, moderately on your judgment of how they're handling it. You know, I'm not saying throw them in the middle of, oh, my God, this is so much stress. No. I, I watched my my daughter, and I could tell what she could handle and, and let her actually know what's going on so she can actually handle it as an adult instead of, oh, my God, this is my first time at 40 years old to have to deal with this. No. It was, you know, in my teens, my dad held my hand and walked me through this. Yeah. Right on, man. Joe, I appreciate your call, man. Uh, yo, Joe, you're a real American hero, man. You have a good day. <laughs> you too. Bye-bye. All right, buddy. See you later. Uh, listener email from a guy who's lost his job, and he doesn't share with his kids. They're 10 and 12, and he just hides a guest in the bedroom, and he thinks he's going to wait until after the pandemic is over and gets a job before he tells him. Is that a horrible plan? Sam. I see both sides of this because my dad and stepmom, like, they never shared finances stuff. I never knew what was going on in the household. But my mom raised my sisters differently, and they always kind of were aware of, like, what the financial situation was and, like, what they could, I guess, expect. And I feel like I was probably a little bit stunted, and that's why I messed up so much in college because I didn't know how to do any of that grown-up stuff like your finances and handling like actual grown-up things so i feel like the best thing is to be honest with your kids and be like there's a global pandemic happening i'm one of the people that had to be cut and things will be okay and i will get it figured out you guys don't have to worry about it but hiding from your kids that are 10 and 12 they're gonna catch on and 
I would rather as a parent, you know, be honest than be caught hiding. Gimpy. I feel that if you go ahead and tell your kids about this, they're 10 and 12, so they do totally understand what you're going to be saying to them. You're going to be adding a lot more stress onto these children than what they really need. And that's just how I feel. It's tough enough being a child as it is. I mean, granted, right now they're out of school, da-da-da-da, whatever, because of the coronavirus. But they have their own set of stresses. So let's just go ahead and pile on to your stress of your tiny little brain and your tiny little emotions and your tiny little feels just because I want to be open and honest with you. you. Listen, you can tell them, hey, yeah, it sucks. I lost my job. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I got it under control. But the thing about it is, man, is that's going to add more stress. And that's going to add more stress to your kids. And do you want to see your kids running around with gray hair at the age of 14 because you decided to share with them what was going on? I wouldn't do it. I don't think it's a bad move to not tell them, okay? Just let them know that when questions do arise, because they probably will, just be like, listen, man, don't worry about it. I got it under control. Well, the good news is if you don't share with them, kids won't be stressed at all because that doesn't happen. Uh, I think that saying they will be stressed is kind of dramatic, right? And you dictate the stress. I don't see what the harm is in showing how to deal with adversity and showing them what a real life experience is. Now, if you come home and like constantly beating them up about daddy lost his job, daddy lost his job, you can't do that, daddy lost his job, then yeah, I think Gimpy's correct. It would become quite stressful. But if you show them, you use this as an opportunity to go, this is how you handle this situation because that's what kids do is they learn by watching you, then I think that that's a good plan. Hiding, uh, you can't go, use your words, communicate. What's wrong? And then you hide in a room. That, that, that's kind of counterproductive. It doesn't make sense. So the bottom line is only you know how to parent your kids or what you think is the right way. It's your responsibility to raise them to be prepared for the world. And if you think that that's the way to do it, then go ahead. But that's not what you asked for. You asked for our opinions and you got them. So if you want our opinion, that is probably wrong. Email us, show at KMOD.com. We'll gladly share our wrong opinions with you. And those are the listeners. We've got another email we're going to do when we come back. You're listening to the Big Mad Morning Show. This is Tulsa's Morning Show. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say. 282945 listener emails. You can always email us at show at KMOD.com. Someone says, Me and my fiance are going through a point where we think we're going to break up, but she keeps talking about how she wants to be alone and don't want to be around anyone. She's worked 70 hours plus a week, so I get she's tired, but she will stay away till like five or six in the morning, then go to work around 11. My problem is she isn't being around our son, kind of staying away from him. And she has started talking about how she wants to run away and disappear or end her life. I'm worried if we break up, she's going to take our son and disappear or that she isn't stable enough to take care of him because that way, the way she's acting, how she, how she, how should I, because the way she's acting, how should I handle this? Should I start documenting everything happening? Oh boy. That's a tough one. There's a giant red flag in that email. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where I think that 
you probably need to get law, the law involved legally for the protection of your son. We know somebody. <laughs> we do know right. somebody, yes, yes. <laughs> um, I want to know what you guys think. Should he start documenting everything? What should he do? He doesn't want to lose his son. He's worried she's going to take him or she's going to harm herself if, she, if he ends it, but she's clearly not in the situation. She's clearly doing something else or into something else or lost mentally, which a lot of people go through. I don't Super think that depressed. that's crazy. Super depressed, yeah. right? Working that many hours is a lot. I don't know, because... Yeah, but it sounds like she's going out after working that many hours. Well, She's the, not going out. Yeah, she, the email said that she's no, no, staying no, she, up. She's st up hanging out or whatever. No, 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 no. She s will stay away till like 5 or 6 in the morning. Oh. There ain't nothing open till 5 or 6 in the morning. Not now. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> Not even when none of this was going on. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, you could go to the casino and hang out there, you know, because they're open 24 hours. But, okay. I mean. No, you're, you're right. But, yeah, outside of that, no good. No good. is That's that's what's being up to. No good. Either gambling or D. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely two are not on the same page. You definitely are as my, one of my favorite You're not rowing in the same direction. <laughs> and if you're both in a canoe and one's going one way and one's going the other, yeah, you're going to be in a spin. Yeah. It didn't say how old the kid was. You need to was, be on the same page. Did it? The email didn't say how old the child was? It, uh, no. Okay. Not that I think. Would I that matter? I don't think so, but like, I feel if it's a, like a young child, like a little baby, you know, there's a lot of stress that goes to take care of those. If it's like a toddler or, you know, preteens or something like that, they're pretty well, you know, can handle their own for the most part. Shower. I, I'm not sure what you're implying either way. They, they can clean themselves. They can feed themselves so much as like that or whatever. If it's a toddler or, you know, just a little baby, you know, you got that one person, in this case, I'm assuming the dad, who is taking care of the baby and making sure that it gets fed, making sure that it gets changed and bathed and whatnot with zero help. From the other side. Yeah, but I don't think that that matters in terms of worrying about the kid's safety. Right. You're right. Somebody's sending in uh, text and says, uh, sounds like depression. Uh, somebody mm -hmm. said, I got a guy. Uh, Tulsa Crisis Center. Uh, what were you saying, Sam? Um, I, th I, I think that uh, the suicidal thing, saying that she might take her own life, like that's such a huge deal. Yeah, to me, that is the, the big red flag there is that she is tired and that she isn't, doesn't feel like being around and she wants to run away and disappear or end her life. But to me, those are a bunch of different things, right? Mm -hmm. That may have been clumped together. He didn't say, she said, I want to end my life. He said, I, I want to disappear. Nonetheless, the question should be asked if she wants to kill herself. It's the number one way to stop somebody from killing themselves is asking them. Mm -hmm. And she is saying she wants to disappear, which to me is a nut that, that's, there's, that means there's more to it than I just want to die. 70 hours a week, I don't care who you are is exhausting on a human being. Yes, extremely. It's overwhelming. 
It is overwhelming. Somebody sent a text and said, she's cheating, and she's saying these things to manipulate you 100%. That's it's, possible. definitely possible. Mm-hmm. Man, if you're busting uh, out the S-word to... observation. If you're, okay, go ahead, Sam. Yeah. If you're busting out the S-word to manipulate somebody, like being like, hey, I'm suicidal and I want to disappear, I feel like that's master-level manipulation. I, I don't disagree, but the fact that the other things were added in, it doesn't kind of feel like uh, a manipulation to me. If it was, I'm throwing the S word out, want just that, then I agree. But if it's got all that other stuff like put in with it, there's some frustration or cover up or something else going on. I don't think it's I'm be I'm being suicidal. It's not sh- not sure how to deal with deal with all of the I don't want to be with you anymore. Ultimately, I think you're right in what you're saying. Let's go uh, to the phone. I think we have uh, Aaron on line one. Is that right? Yep. Yes. Yes. Hey guys. Hi Aaron. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Great. It's so good to hear your voice. Tell me uh, what you think. Well, I recently went through this with my, um, one of my friends, my best friend, actually. Um, she was really depressed, and it turns out her medication was interacting with each other in a bad way. So I drove all the way up, like, three hours to get her, take her to get some help, stayed there with her until I had to leave to go to work. And then I worked that day. So I think he just needs to sit her down, ask her what's going on. Um, and just try and get her some help because suicide is, I mean, that's a big thing and that's not something that you want to, you know, just over, just not even look at. Brush over. Is your friend okay now? Yeah, Yeah, she's totally fine. I think you're onto something there with the medication. Like you got to watch out. Maybe there's some other factor going on. Yeah, uh, if so, on a- I know people that have taken that have taken allergy medicine, and allergy medicine be the thing that was throwing them off mentally. I'm not even kidding. Postpartum yeah. is obviously a potential warning sign. There are people that um, their birth control pills, the hormone level is too much. It's way more than they can handle. And they don't even know how to convey that to their OBGYN. So there's so many X mm-hmm. factors that could be playing into effect with just normal medication and not just psychosis medication. Yeah, it, it's normal medication. It's also depression medication because I'm depression medication. I'm depressed myself. And I mean, sometimes it can counteract with other medications and want you to think that you need to commit suicide. And that's not a really good place to be. And I think she's just lost. And I just think that she just needs help. And I think that he just needs to possibly, you know, step up and be like, hey, what's going on? Obviously, there's something going on. What can I do to help? I want us to be okay. I want you to be okay and go from there. Aaron, it was great to hear your voice. Have a great week. Thanks, you too. All right, see you later. Uh, somebody just kind of go off to what Sam was saying, and I think it's totally right. When someone threatens suicide, it has to be taken seriously. Authorities need to be called. If she's faking, her bluff needs to be called. If not, she needs help. I think that's a a wonderfully put way of what Sam was saying, on top of what Sam was saying. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another one, those are obvious signs of depression. Ask her what she needs from you, and if it's some distance, give it to her. 
If it's someone to talk to, give it to her. She's not keeping it a secret, so really listen to what she needs. No, I think that's an excellent text too. It's that joke of like, you know, like what do you, uh, you know, the flooding's happening. And I was on the porch, and no, 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 Jesus saved me. And then it's I'm on the roof, and no, 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 Jesus saved me. And I sent a helicopter, and no, 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 Jesus saved me. And then I got to the pearly gates, and I was like, why didn't you save me? And he's like, what are you talking about? I sent a boat, a helicopter. What are you waiting for? Like I gave you plenty of chances. <laughs> Um, somebody sent a text too that said if someone wanted to take their own life, they wouldn't be spending their whole life away from them. They'd be wanting to spend their last days with their family. That is incredibly incorrect. Nope. No, because if you want to do it, you're going to do it. Well, not only that, but you're is- you would isolate away to get prepared for that moment. To get them, yeah. you, you would see it as you're doing those the loved ones around you a favor by getting them used to you not being around. Almost a test, actually. Okay. I never thought of it like that, but that makes well, sense. A lot of times, suicidal people feel like they're a burden and that people would be better off without them. So if they, you know, distance themselves to to be, to feel like they're doing somebody a favor to not be around. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sam, what do you think about this person that uh, their loved one is spending many hours away from them out till god-awful hours of the morning and then turn around and going right to work? Yeah, man, I think that if she said suicide once, that there needs to be like a serious conversation about that. And you need to get your kid out of that situation. Because even if she's just saying that to manipulate you because she is going to the casino or getting some D or whatever it is, if she has told you that she feels this way and then something bad happens, that will always be on your conscience. If she told you this and then she takes your kids and does something horrible then that will always be on you. So I feel like you need to act now before something bad happens, and that means talking to her and getting legally something involved. Gimpy. I think you should definitely start a conversation with her to find out what's going on. What's, what's the motive behind all this? Why are, you, why are you acting this way? What's going on? What can I do to help? So on and so forth and such as. And with that, I mean, maybe you can make it work out. Maybe you can flip her around and be like, oh, well, it's not that bad. I think I'm going to start coming home earlier. Uh, and if not, then it gives you, it gets you prepared to, to get ready, to get a lawyer, to get your kid, to make sure that they're safe. Because in the end, I mean, it's all about the child. Uh, I think that ultimately you have to, as a partner, you have to say, hey, what's going on? Hey, we've got this little one you and I have to be on the same uh, page with. And if you don't get a good response, you should say, all right, well, I can't let us be a part of this. And we're going to have to figure something out. And you'll, you're going to know pretty quickly on the response if they're scared, if they're feeling loved, or if they're not feeling loved, or if they're hiding something. It, I'm, it will be quite easy to tell in those moments if you just straight up go this is what I'm worried about without being accusatory. Mm. That's a tough one, man. It's fair. Uh, yeah, because not only that, because you're not married, you have no legal rights to that child, as we've learned from Jeff Hensley. Oof. Yeah, so you can't just take the kid. You would have to, it would be a whole thing that you would need someone like Jeff Hensley for. So uh, if you need help with something, send an email, show at KMOD.com. We're going to take a break and we'll be back. Tulsa's morning show. Is coming right back. The Big Bad Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station. 97.5 KM.
Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. Chance to get qualified for CMall 2020. Your chance to get to know the show better is coming up. Ask any question you want. We'll do that in about five or six minutes. But first, we need to let Sam do balls to the wall sports. ESPN and NFL Network have partnered to provide a single combined NFL draft telecast to be aired on both networks for the entirety of the event from April 23rd to April 25th. Draft hosts and a limited number of commentators that will be in studio but separate to adhere to social distancing guidelines. Other reporters and analysis will report remotely from home. Commissioner Roger Goodell will introduce first round picks from his home in Bronxville, New York. So they yeah, didn't listen to my I mean, reality they've TV figure show idea. Out. Yeah, it's going to be like reality TV. You're right. It, it's going to it's going to no, be well, weird and awkward and not compelling. Yeah, but if they would have like, I don't know, sent them a camera to to do the oh this is what I hope and all that kind of stuff and then played that before, I would want to watch it. This here's my prediction. You're going to see a lot of people holding their iPhone, videoing themselves with earbuds in. That's what you're going to see a lot of. Right, right, with some kind of, you know, candle lit in the background. Right, some, you know, <laughs> take their boyfriend out of bed type of thing. <laughs> right. Blinds right. all <laughs> macockled. Yeah, but isn't there... Shut up. Isn't there, like, a like the hat ceremony that like you put on when you join a new team? Is that what it's like, Sam? <laughs> Is that a teddy bear back there getting drilled? <laughs> you guys are the worst. That's the teddy bear that a listener gave me when I was in the hospital. And you sleep with it, it's huh? It's the best. I do. It's because it's, yeah, it's the best, like, neck rest. Formaldehyde. <laughs> right. It's got COVID on it because it, it was in the hospital with it. <laughs> mm. No, I, I really think that... It, oh, that's what I was going to ask you about. Isn't there, like, a hat ceremony that they do? Like, hey, congr- congratulations. A hat you know. ceremony. Some of the first, um, yeah, some of the first people that get drafted, (laughs) yes, they're there. They put on their jersey, they make a thing, but obviously that's not happening. Okay, because I was gonna say they could send it to them early and be like, "Don't open the box like it's Christmas until you find out." Yeah, I'm sure the first, the first like five or six, there's a good chance they know where they're going, so that probably could happen, Mm -hmm. right? Joe Burrow's probably gonna go to Cincinnati. So he probably will have a hat to put on or whatever when they go to him live on his Facebook phone. (laughs) Yeah, but okay, even if you're just, you know, whatever, a seventh round pick, you just have a bunch of hats sent to you. And so then whatever team picks you, you put it on. (laughs) It's not out of the realm of possibility. I'm just saying it would be such a great idea. Yeah. Also, the XFL filed for bankruptcy, citing that it wasn't insulated from the harsh economic impacts and uncertainties caused by the COVID crisis. The WWE-backed league canceled the remainder of the season last month because of the coronavirus pandemic, and then suspended operations and laid off all of his employees on Friday with one phone call. Yeah, yeah this was what we talked about just yesterday. We're like, there's something else coming. We just didn't know what it was. Mm. And sure, not even 24 hours later, they're like, no, we're filing for bankruptcy. We're done. We, we need some protection. We don't want to pay our bills. Right, I'm sorry, we can't pay our bills. <laughs> but I can't blame them. Like, anybody right. who's tried to start a business, a charity, or whatever right now, you, the, you are behind the eight ball for sure. You picked a really challenging moment, and not everybody's going to make it out of it. 
Yeah, and nobody can predict it. Mm-mm. Yeah. So it's not even like, oh, I knew it was, you know, whatever, stormy weather season. <laughs> like, right. No one can predict a pandemic. Sorry, XFL. But they did a good job trying. Yeah. Way to try, Vince. Yeah, they did great. Way to try. Yeah. That, I'm sure that <laughs> makes him sleep cannons, better off the millions guys. he lost. <laughs> yeah, they had cannons, yes. <laughs> yes They're fog yes. machine. Come on, give him some credit. <laughs> That's False of All Sports. I'm Stephen Sam on 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Dan Harmon of Claremore heard that cue, and now he is qualified to see every concert KMOD is a part of. We call it CM All 2020, brought to you by Boulevard Tank 7. Lynn's going to have a chance for you as well. When you hear uh, Whiskey Hangover from Godsmack, it looks like about 1130 uh, you're late because it will play it right before Godsmack and Whiskey Hangover. So make sure you're listening for your chance to get qualified for CMO 2020 at Linden, D.C. with more chances throughout the day. Uh, it's time for To Tell the Truth. Time to tell the truth. This is your opportunity to ask anything you want. Just remember, keep it clean. No bodily fluids, nothing sexual, and don't forget, we can and will pass on a question. Let's open up the phone lines. Here's Corbin and the gang with all the truth you're going to need. 918-460-KMOD, 918-460-KMOD for To Tell the Truth. Any question you want, you just got to pony up, text it in, call. It's up to you. Sam, do you have one? Yep, I have one from a listener that Instagrammed me and said that it sounds easier working from home, but what is your biggest struggle? Uh, You go first, Sam. Um, mine has definitely been figuring out all the different software we need, all the different plugins that go into my computer and <laughs> making them work. <laughs> it's like one piece of software pretty much. Yeah, I know. No, but there's two running actually factually. And there's so many more things plugged into my computer that I plugged in wrong yesterday. So it's just not easy for me. It's tough. I Tell everybody what cable you plugged in wrong. I, I can't even name it. The long white one. <laughs> that helps tremendously. The network cable. Oh, so the most help important the one then, huh? Okay. Well, because <laughs> yeah. before I was on Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this, this was more helpful. Day, so. And... Yeah, luckily my boyfriend, like when I told him, he had his um, over 30 box of cables and was like, I have this 100-foot-long cable. We just need to unravel it. It'll be super easy. (laughs) Yeah, you laugh, but guess what? You had a cable. My wife hates that box. And guess how many times it saved our ass. For real. For real, man. It is good to have a box of random cables. It doesn't matter what they are anymore. It has saved me more times than not and from having to go buy the same cable. If you move a lot, washer and dry, like dryer hookups, dryer Ugh. plugins are different from house to house. And so I used to keep them and I had pretty much one of everything that you would need. So <laughs> it would more I get mad when I didn't have that one. 
my wife hated that box and she was like, why do you have that? I'm like, because you, if we move, you will learn. And we moved and she learned. And now she doesn't say anything about that box. <laughs> I was super grateful because I was like, hey, Corby said I needed this wire. So we need to go buy that or Amazon it, whatever. And he was like, nope, got it. <laughs> Save your So money. we have this huge... Yeah, we have this huge wire that's probably longer than our whole house because, to be honest, we live in a tiny house that just runs from our bedroom to our living room. Uh, I don't find it easier to work from home. Uh, I, I enjoy seeing my children and my wife and stuff, of course, but I don't find it easier. I don't have all the tools that I need that are all that I'm used to having at my disposal for, you know, for over a decade. So that's the part that's really challenging for me. Uh, Gimpy, what about you? Easier to wor- uh, work from... Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh still uh, All right, oh. let's go to let's go to Blind Guy. Took him for the team. Hey, man, how are you? Hey, good morning. How are you guys? Good, man. What uh, do you have for us for To Tell the Truth? Okay, since the Tiger King is the big thing while we are all locked down... I want to go back to the days when Biggie was around, and he turned us on to the wild and wonderful white West Virginia. Who are the worst people? What, the whites or the tiger people? Um, I honestly don't know what Biggie turned you on to. <laughs> but I could say for Tiger King, I 100% think Carol Baskin kills her husband. That's all I can say about that. Oh, I, I think agree. that... Jeff Lowe is Carol Baskin's first husband. The more I see the pictures. I, I agree with that. Also. I'm telling you. Well, look at the pictures. It looks just like him. Well, since I can't, my, I have people tell me what he looks like. Because oh. he's blind. <laughs> right. So what, what, do you, when you for, what do you think he looks like? No, uh, Tiger King. What do you think Tiger King looks like? What do you see in your mind? Oh, oh. Oh, um, well, I I knew who Joe Exotic was because I was kind of like, I liked, I kind of thought he was just a crazy guy. For some reason, I had stumbled onto a show before he became the Tiger King, you know, phenomenon as of late. But uh, I usually I get close enough to the TV to where I can see kind of what the people look like. But <laughs> so you see a fuzzy mullet. <laughs> Listen, be careful. You'll go blind. <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> yeah, right on. Gimpy, who's the craziest? Uh, so I haven't seen the wonderful world of whites. I've heard about it and heard it was pretty phenomenal. If you like the tr- dumpster fire that uh, Joe Exotic is so far as just speaking on Joe Exotic himself, man, there are so many trashy, just skeezy people out there. I'm going to have to say, though. That Jeff Lowe is probably the skeeziest out of all of them because he puts himself out there to be this, you know, decent guy. I'm here to help you out. I got all this money, blah, blah, blah. But he he's a manipulator. He's a liar. He 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 will stab you in the back in the in a heartbeat, I feel. I don't know the guy personally, but that's mm-hmm. just how I feel. I think he's the worst out of all of them. He, he does. He is portrayed as quite a horrible person. I mean, we don't know everything. We don't even know how he gets his money, mm-hmm. right? But it it is questionable. Uh, they do portray him in a questionable light. The Wonderful World of Whites, it's just a family, right? It's just like a close-knit family. This is like a community of people that run together, essentially. And I think that that makes them far more crazy. Yeah. 
I, I, I'm a, the white is just that the people are, if, if you know the worst person in your life, it makes you feel a lot better about yourself. Load the white. <laughs> That's how I feel about yes. it. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. For sure. Right on. All right, man. We'll take it easy. We'll see you later. All right, guys. Stay safe. So, all right. I started watching. Right. I started watching that uh, extra episode right yesterday. I didn't finish it, but mm-hmm. I started watching. I got through the uh, the first interview with the zookeeper, the main zookeeper, who was so trying to make himself look better or whatnot. And then at the end, to flip everybody off and say "f you," get out of here with that. And then I got through uh, part of the Jeff Lowe interview. And then I was like, it's too late. I got to go to bed. So I, I stopped it and I want to continue it later on today when I get home. But bizarre nonetheless. That, that, that episode eight is under a lot of criticism for being uh, so poorly done. And I'm like, are you ta- what are you talking about? They put together a show in like a week, week and a half. Dude, it's That's solid. impressive. Yes. Very impressive. Yeah. Uh, also, I, they listen to us. We're like, we want more. And they're like, all right, well, we'll put this together. So thank you for that. <laughs> Let's go to Sean. Sean's online, too. Hey, Sean, how are you? Sean gave up on us, so how about Brian? Hi, Brian. How are you, man? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Good, man. What do you have? Good. I was going to ask you, in the next five years or so, when they lift this quarantine ban on us, what's the first thing you want to do? Sam? Um, Go see my mom. I haven't seen my mom, and I've been super struggling with that. I had like a very long conversation with her yesterday on FaceTime, and I just miss her and feel a need to take care of her, and I can't right now, so I think that's the first thing I'll do. Cool. Uh, Gimpy. I'm going to go probably find a bar and grab a stiff drink or four and sit down, and as soon as karaoke <laughs> opens up, I'm going <laughs> to sing my little heart out. That's That's it. Uh, uh, go on a date with my wife and go out to dinner, just her and I. <laughs> uh, karate cat class is sounding pretty awesome. I'm missing my uh, friends at Apollo's and punching them and kicking them. That's that 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 all sounds pretty good. What about you, man? I know my boy's been driving me crazy about just going to the park, but I don't know some type of out family activity, dinner, or movie, or something. Just get out of the house. That's fun. Right on, man. When do you think that? In all honesty, what are you thinking? When do you think it like how it will be normal? What will the new normal look like? The new normal. I mean, since I think that the virus is still, you can't get rid of that. And it's going to be a year for the vaccines are even thought about coming around. Um, I think it's just going to be like this. A lot of people working from home for the next while. Yeah, I mean, eventually people might just give up. But um, I'm, I got put to part time. I come in like 15 hours a week now. Oh. Just to do essential things what do you here do? and there. That's about it. Um, I work up at the college. I'm a groundskeeper up there. I mean, the grass still grows. <laughs> yeah, that's what they have us come in, clean stuff up, um, take care of this, clean that, make the place look nice. But, yeah, they want us limited. Somebody sent a text. How has that hit you? Somebody sent a text, and I want to ask you because it, it makes sense with kind of what you're you're dealing with. They said, the question is, which we can all answer, but I want you to answer it too, Brian, is have you all cried during the pandemic and are you scared? So I'll ask you, Brian, uh, have you cried and are you scared? No and no. I'm probably a lot less afraid than I should be. I mean, I'm, 
I take the social distancing seriously, but I'm like, eh, we had extra time off work though too. So, are you a one-income no, household? Um, no, my my girl's been working. Full she time groceries. Yeah, she's getting some okay. health tips right now. Tips and groceries. Yeah, she delivers groceries. Oh, right. She's been getting some fat tips, yeah. <laughs> I bet. Uh, Sam, have you cried or are you scared? Durr. Always. <laughs> like, not just because of this pandemic. <laughs> Is it Tuesday? I right. definitely... No, let's, yeah. Let's it's talk not about a fair question to pandemic. ask me. Just this pandemic. During this pandemic, yes. I, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I've cried. You're scared and, and I've cried about the pandemic. I'm I'm not scared, but I have cried because of the pandemic. I feel like there is just going to be a new normal. And I've been, I guess, scared for some people I know to get sick, but not like a, not like a fear that follows me all day, I guess. Okay. Gimpy? Uh, I, I have not cried over the pandemic and I'm not necessarily <laughs> scared of the pandemic, I am concerned, though. Um, I'm concerned that we won't get a handle on it as quick as we want to because there's too many people that are still out doing everyday things, even though we encourage social distancing. And when I'm out at the grocery store, liquor store, dispensary, whatever, yeah, yeah people are staying their six feet apart. But, I mean, I think it takes a little bit more than just that to get this thing stomped on completely. So not scared, just concerned. Uh, I have not cried. Uh, and I'm not scared of the pandemic and like getting sick. I'm I'm more concerned for the after part. I get an email from corporate going, here's our structural future financially. That gets my attention. I read it right away. Right? Mm-hmm. My friend's businesses that are closing, that gets my attention. That makes me scared. Finding out the population of Stillwater filed for unemployment last week, that gets me scared. But as far as getting sick, I'm not worried about that. It's the other stuff that we can't control that are uh, I can play no part in. I can do as many curbside deliveries as I want. I'm pretty sure that ain't going to save a business. So we'll see. Uh, listen, man, I hope uh, the grass gets super. I mean, it's raining a lot, so maybe the grass will get super long and they'll need you. Yeah. Right, right, right. All right, man. Brian, have a great day, bud. You too as well. Thank you. You guys rock. All right, man. Thanks, buddy. See you later. Uh, To tell the truth, uh, let's go to the next person we have. I think it's Brian's back. Oh, Sean. Hi, Sean. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Sorry about the connection, guys. That's all right, brother. What, What do you have for us, sir? Yeah, how long do you think uh, it'll be before people try to just completely snap because they try to push us through the whole summer? Sam. God, I hope not. I hope you just, you know, be a decent human being and listen. Because if you snap and do bad things, that's going to affect me. So don't be an asshole and, you know, Whatever, get your online therapist if you need it. Do what you have to do to not snap and listen to people. You've grown up. Sean, what do you mean by snap? Well, more along the lines of saying just 
effort and just kind of doing their own thing. Just, you know, going back to, hey, it's summertime. We got to get out of the house or, you know, we will just completely lose our crap. And, you know, and Gimby, oh, just more people. I think that I I think that it's going to go the month of May and probably halfway into June. Once summer starts going, okay, and we can't get outside, we can't go to the lake, we can't go to the beach, we can't go on vacation. You know, people look forward to that, man. They need that week-long break away from the, the, the life that they have. And if we can't do that, then, yeah, people are going to start snapping. And I'm going to say it's probably about mid-June. Um, that's when people are going to be like, you know what, screw this. Screw the man. You can't tell me what to do. I'm going wherever. I'm going to do whatever. And if I happen to get sick or get everybody else sick, then so be it. But God damn it, I need a vacation. I need to change my answer because Um, if this happens in July and I can't go to Mexico, then I might snap. (laughs) uh, I don't know, man. I think that there's a... uh, For me, the question is how do we go back... What's it going to look like? That's the, the question I really want answered. When? I, I have no idea. As far as snapping and people thinking they know better than uh, economists and uh, you know disease specialists, that's the part that is terrifying. And to have the attitude of, I don't care who I get infected, uh, that, could be, that could be scary, man. That could, then what have we been doing? If you're going to snap and have that attitude, then... Why have I been wasting my time? Yeah, it's just, you know how people are. Like, a person can be smart, but a group of people can be stupid. Yeah, but it takes one person to be smart to set that group straight. Most people are followers, <laughs> so just be a leader. I figure probably May 4th and May 5th, I think things will start kicking off again. I hope you're right, man. So, and GMP, I'm sorry about predicting the Rocklahoma thing, but like I said, I couldn't tell you who told me. It happens, I guess. But thanks for letting All me right. know. All right. Thanks, Sean. Have no a great problem. day, man. You too. Be See good. you later. Uh, uh, you too. This is a text that coming in that says, uh, do you think the pandemic could also be a way of restarting the economy, reset the cost of living, inflation, etc.? No way. Things will come back stronger than ever. Whenever that is, people will want stuff. Right? Mm-hmm. So maybe it's a part of resetting it. I don't know. I'm not an economist. It's, it's, Sam, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think that like all these small businesses that are shutting down, I don't think that helps reset the cost of living. I don't think that that then we'll get paid less because of the cost of living. I think that that's a conspiracy that makes no sense. Gimpy. Yeah, I'm kind of with Sammy on that one. It's like to, to say that, oh, this is a way to reset the economy or whatever. It sounds like this uh, coronavirus, COVID-19, was is man-made, and they released it on the world on purpose. And I, I honestly don't want to believe that. If that's the case, okay, cool, but I'm not going to believe it uh, because I, I think that just nature happens. Viruses happen. Break, outbreaks happen. It sucks. But it happens, and I I don't think it's a way to reset the economy at all. Uh, I have no idea at all. There's no way to figure that out, and I think that I'm with Gimpy. Maybe it started in a lab in North Carolina or Wuhan or Wuhan or Yakamagadega. I don't know. China. 
All I know is it's here, and to talk about China. all that other stuff is not worth it. Uh, okay. It's a weird question. What positives do you see from this pandemic, both personally and globally? For me, time with my daughter, globally, cleaner air, and water for areas. Mm, I thought that, like, people that already had trouble getting water in areas are now having more trouble getting water, so I'm not sure about the waters and area comment. But I guess the positive part is I'm wearing sweatpants right now. <laughs> That's wonderful. I don't have to dress up. Uh, Gimpy. <laughs> Only from the waist up, doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, I think what he means, Sammy, by cleaner air and water for areas is it's because remember, like, it was like in Italy or something, they can see the fish and the canals or whatever it is for the first time in centuries. Or, yeah, the air is getting cleaner because there's less pollution. Uh, so far as like a positive side of life, yeah, you're getting to spend a lot more time with your, your family than uh, than what you used to because you're too busy hustling, bustling, working, or trying to just, you know, entertain yourself. So that's a good positive side for us. So far as globally, bro, I can't think of a positive side of this thing globally. It's affecting everybody, and everybody thinks it sucks ass. So to say that there's a positive side globally, <laughs> sure, clean air and clean water, I can, I can see the fish now. Um... Uh, Positives because of the pandemic. I get to be here when my children wake up and give them a kiss every day. That is amazing. That's something I don't get normally get to do unless I'm on vacation or it's Saturday or Sunday. So uh, pretty awesome that I'm at seven days of giving my kiss, uh, kiss to my children when they wake up. So I'm pretty happy about that. Um, that's really the only one that I have. Some of you are going to get a check. Some of us are going to get a check, right, mm -hmm. from the government. That's pretty awesome. It's going so straight that's to my some boyfriend. Pretty good stuff. <laughs> Sounds like I got to pay those debts off. My jaw's. You're going to give hurt. it straight to your boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and my taxes. You're going to pay your taxes with it? No, no, no. I'm giving because I got money for my taxes. I'm giving that to my boyfriend and my stimulus check. Because he helped out with my Tifas. Oh, oh you owe him money. <laughs> Give him my money. Mm -hmm. Tifa, yeah. by the way, what's the, what's the pain level? What are we at? Are we chip ready yet? Are you eating chips? No. No. So I mean, the pain level? I can suck on chips, <laughs> but like... <a laughs> That's not normal, by the way. That's not how you eat a chip. I know. Well, I do like to suck on things like candy and stuff instead of just eating it. Well, the yeah, candy anyways. is... God damn it, that's what you do with candy. <laughs> Chips, you chew. No, but like a chocolate bar, people chew... No, but like a chocolate bar, people chew up, and I like to suck on them. Anyways. You're getting off topic. I'm giving you that audio. Yeah. Um, Chips. Are you eating chips? Are you chewing level? things? No. Mm-mm. No. There's a certain side of my mouth that's stronger that I'll chew it on. But this side is still Pain level. too painful. One to ten. Where are you at, Sammy? Um, like, yeah, if I were to bite a chip, it would be like a six. Yeah. That sucks. So I avoid that. So it would be like all a... that money to still be in pain. <sighs> <sighs> I know. I don't want to go back. Yeah. Are you going to go back? Is it in the cards at all? Uh, like... In all honesty, it is at the very bottom of my list. I feel like when I went to go get my teeth done, 
that was a promise I made because I did something childish that a grown-up couldn't do, and that was get on a plane by myself. And so I was like, okay, then I'll get my teeth fixed because I haven't gotten that done because I'm scared. So that was more of like a like a reconciliation for not doing something else because I was scared. And now that I know how bad it was and I got most of it fixed, I feel like it's at the bottom of the list. Once it starts hurting really bad again, then it'll be at the top. You got most of it fixed? Or you got, I mean, percentage-wise, you got 60% of it fixed, 50? No, I would, I would say 80. I would, it's just this one side that no I can't problem. really pinpoint. No, 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 no. I would say 80, meaning like 80% of the time it's fine, and 20% of the time I bite something, and I'm like, ouch. Eight out of ten times you chew on something, no pain. I mean, yeah, chew on something soft. Right, that's the thing. It has right. to be soft. That's foods. the thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, we've got to take is good, a break. Because I and, like uh, applesauce and pouches. Tulsa's morning show continues next. The Big Man Morning Show on Tulsa's Rock Station, ninety-seven-five KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Do some uh, news you may have missed. Uh, the first sailor on the aircraft carrier where the captain raised the flag that came under a ton of criticism and was relieved of duty died. There are over 400 people on that aircraft carrier that have the coronavirus. And uh, the whole if you don't know the whole story, he defied orders to get attention brought to that ship so people would know what was going on because he, the captain felt like the Navy wasn't doing enough or the government wasn't doing enough. So he took it on his own? He took it on his own to go ahead and make the decision, and now you've got hundreds of people infected? And no, no, no. He, no, no. He, no, 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 you're missing it. He was worried about that. He wasn't getting enough attention about that. So he defied uh, orders in order to get attention. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about a ship and how close quarters everybody is, like, especially an aircraft carrier, there's like five, six thousand people. It's a floating city. So if you're sleeping, you know, whatever, five feet away from somebody, how easily that can spread. Okay. I'm dumbing this statement down, but essentially there's this um, understood rule that the Navy's business isn't anyone else's business. And so they mm-hmm. kind of were told to not talk about it or share. Meanwhile, nothing was being done for his sailors. And so he convened with senior, uh, senior um, leaders on the ship, and they all wanted to go forward. And he said, no, I will do it. I mean, he ultimately did the cliche, go down with your ship. He sacrificed himself to save everybody on that ship. Let me phrase that. To bring attention to try and save everybody on that okay. ship. Okay, okay, that makes sense then. Well, good for him, I guess. And he got, cre- he got fired. No, yeah. I mean, in, in the Navy, like I've read the story and I feel like it's heartbreaking because, especially as a captain, like when you're an officer, like that's your goal. If you're a captain of a carrier, it's such a huge deal. And so for you to be decaptained in that way and like left the Navy shame. I don't know. What, <laughs> no, I don't know what the term is, but that, but 
essentially like the Navy looks like you left in shame while all the civilians are like, yeah, you did the right thing. That is, has to be really tough for somebody who did the, who, who made it to captain and made the military their whole career. So will he get a dishonorable discharge because of this? I think a captain defying uh, orders is a huge duty. deal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He was relieved of duty. Okay. And like, and he had if the you're a regular, by the way. just sailor. Yeah, if you're just like a regular sailor, relieved of duty or something, you it's not. I mean, as a captain, you have everybody looking at you. Mm-hmm. You are the leader of the biggest carriers, one of in the navy. That's one of the biggest jobs you can get. Yeah, it's an unbelievable uh, story that is continuing to unfold. But because the new, there's so many stories in the news that people are, it's kind of getting lost in in the in the fold. Uh, did you see? Well, also, ahead, well, I was going to say I was just reading that the um, at at boot camp in Great Lakes that they were all the RDCs, the drill sergeants, are being stuck there for 90 days because of it and i was just thinking about being in boot camp and i was only there for over uh fourth of july weekend but it pushed my graduation date another week and in boot camp that week felt like a year and being like devastated that my date was getting pushed and i was just thinking about what it would be like to be in boot camp now where you're not a ma- you're not made aware of any news. You don't really have contact unless somebody writes you. So to have a pandemic going on and not know what is happening with your family, not know what's happening with you graduating, you're in close quarters with everybody all the time. Just like how scared that would be to be in boot camp. Yeah, it's all that is terrifying for I mean, so many reasons. I saw that another story I saw is they're asking people to donate iPads to hospitals so people with coronavirus can FaceTime with family. That's a good idea. <laughs> it's terrifying. Yeah, but at least they get to see they get to see them. Granted, it's not face to face. You don't get that touch, that interaction like that, which really sucks. That makes a difference. But I think something's better than nothing. <laughs> Yeah, but the yeah, fact that I don't right. have it Something's now. Something's better than nothing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That iPads aren't exactly cheap either. No, no, they ain't. I don't, I don't have one. Five hundred dollars. Do yeah, they? But you don't have one because you don't want to try and learn it. <laughs> True. We did have a what? what that, what's the other word for like a knockoff iPad? A template, maybe. A knockoff. A, a, a tablet. Tablet, yes. A tablet is no, 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 <laughs> no. She it's, says tablet. tablet is what they're called. Mm. <laughs> there's an Apple tablet. There's an Android tablet. Yeah. There's an Amazon tablet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had like some a sort tissue. of tablet. There's Kleenex. There's puffs. <laughs> yeah, we had some sort of tablet in this house, and I couldn't. I was like, "This is just a giant iPhone. Why would I use this?" <laughs> I can't even call on it. <laughs> Trying to hold it, palm it in her hand. Too big. So yeah, weird. Right. Too cool. Too bo- cool. Right. I don't like how this looks. I look huge in this. <laughs> but, uh, Karen, you got a 24-inch screen. <laughs> You're carrying around a small I'm glad TV you brought that you. up. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up Karen because there's been this thing about Karen's piss that because they say that's like a slur. What? 
what? And I'm like, how Karen is it of Karen's to complain that Karen is a slur? <laughs> right. That right. is very Karen. Are Karens getting hung up in the middle of the night and being called Karen before they die? Is that the same thing? Come on. No. Uh, pretty much. I mean, the, the comments you read, Karens are not happy. And even where other Karens are coming forward and going, yeah, no, Karen is totally bad. But that, you, that's like, me. Okay. I have a short like, haircut. Right. I right. complain right. a lot. So if you I are, should rename Karen. If you are a Karen, you can say Karen. And if you're not Karen, you can't say Karen to somebody that's not a Karen. <laughs> Hey, I know a Karen. <laughs> right, right. Listen, I got plenty of Karen I have friends. friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get out. I was married to a Karen, yeah. so it's fine. <laughs> right. Right. I can vouch what it's like to be with a Karen because right. I was married to a Karen. <laughs> right. Uh, yes. God, I wish we Which so bad Karen worked with a Nance. Karen. They're both the same. Karen or a what? <laughs> Nance. Nance. Good old Nance. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Nance, Nancy. Yeah, I think I think Nance is like the next level. It's like Karen, and then you get Nance involved because Nance, I, she means business. I think Nance is Nancy or Nance is more of like a Karen, but also very sexy, somewhat N- Karen sexy. I don't know. I knew a Nancy, not sexy at all. Quite the wildebeest, to be exact. It's my grandma's I, no, name. I, I, everybody so knows I'm somebody Corbin with a name and my grandma getting fit. it on. Oh God! <laughs> Why did you picture that? Someone can because be you said that you find. Them. <laughs> That's well, not what I'm I said. Sorry. <laughs> That's not what I said. All the Nancys come forward and they're like, "Hey, Corbin, Nancy here." <laughs> not what I said. I'm 80 and ready to go. <laughs> I'm 80 and There's willing. Nancys that are young. <laughs> yeah. So Karens, they're not happy. All Karens. Right. Those are all the slurs that you shouldn't use, and then I put Karen on it, and I'm totally fine saying Karen, but there's no way you're going to get me to say those other ones. Nope. Yeah, I don't think that NASCAR would, you know, <laughs> fire you over being like, God, Karen, get out of my way. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you can't. Excellent sorry, point. Karen, it's not a slur. Uh, all right, we're going to take me. a break. We'll come back, find out what everybody learned. Tulsa's Morning Show is coming right back. The Big Mad Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Trying to find out what everybody learned. What's your favorite part of the show? We'll start with Sam. Sam, what'd you learn today? That Gimpy's brother has a raw dog deal. Ew. And Ew. <laughs> nothing. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing has changed. Uh, I mean, like, no, he's got paying my for everything. I think is what she means. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh-huh. That's a raw deal, man. What was yeah. your other one, Sam? <laughs> that nothing has changed since I got my teeth was fixed. <laughs> uh, Gimpy, what'd you learn today? Well, I learned that you can take the girl out of the trailer park, but you can't take the trailer park out of the girl. Isn't that right, Sammy? And I also learned that uh, somebody. <laughs> 
Somebody pass that woman a blunt. She needs to calm the F down. I'm talking to you, Sam. Karen. Oh, I thought you were going to say Karen. Karen. Them too. <laughs> you are. Listen, you are the show's Karen. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is so offensive. <laughs> True. You can't say True. that. Uh, I learned... You thought video game racing would get worse when a guy threw a temper tantrum and tossed his controller across the room and quit, and then somebody had to drop the N-bomb this week. I don't know what will happen next week. And I also learned that Gimpy's having sex with his brother. What? what? No, no. Uh, it's Corbin not, saying, make sure your dishwasher is loaded right. I'm Stephen Sam, and this is her mother. This is Gimpy, and I'm not having sex with my brother. I'm sorry. <laughs> About having sex with his brother. No, no. Jeez, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Far too kind. Uh, yeah. Ready? Uh, Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn boys. So for one last time, I need y'all to roll. Uh, 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 yeah. Now what the hell are you waiting for? After me, there should be no more. So for one last time, make some noise. Enter password. Corbin. New messages. The Big Bad Morning Show would like to take a minute to thank troops from Oklahoma and all over the United States. These soldiers have sacrificed to give the Big Mad Morning Show the free to act like the total douchebags that they are. Total douchebag. Total, 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 total bag douchebag. Total and complete douchebag. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. God bless. Rock and roll! It's over! Bicycle, Tulsa. <laughs> God bless Tulsa. Sam, what are we listening to? This is Casey Musgraves' Follow Your Arrow, and it's oh, just yeah. a song that puts me in a good mood because it's about if you're gay, well, do what you want. If you're, yeah, they talk about that. Kiss lots of girls or kiss lots of boys, whatever you're into. Or if you want to drink, you want to smoke, you're going to be judged anyways, and it just puts me in a good mood. It's on my play- playlist in the morning. That's interesting. Yeah. Do you, do you uh, listen to a lot of Casey Musgraves or just that song? Um, there's another song that she has, I think, I can't remember the name of it, but there's another song she has that I like, and then this song I learned from a friend, and so that's why I got put on my my playlist, or maybe I heard it at the station, I'm not really sure. Either one of them, but it just uh, puts me in a good mood. Brand- Brandy Carlisle's pretty awesome, too, if you haven't listened to her. She's kind of like Casey a little bit, but Brandy Carlisle's amazing. She's a local girl, isn't she, Brandy Carlisle? Um, I, I don't think so. Mm, I think I had seen something, you know, uh, like down at the Kane's Ballroom, how she was, she was like putting together, and I could be totally wrong, and probably am. Uh, this says Washington. Okay, way off then for sure. Okay. <laughs> Come on. We can claim her. Why not? 
I mean, to, uh, Washington may have an issue with it. But, yeah, yeah. Casey Musgraves. That's one I, I'm surprised you're into, but. Yeah, I just think that's like a positive song and it puts me in a good mood in the morning. So that's why I picked that one. Yesterday, I shared yeah. this photo on my Facebook page that was 11 years old. And I, because, you know, Facebook is an asshole and it likes to remind you of like how old you're getting. And it was from 11 years ago when I lived in Guam and I had like climbed this mountain when I was hashing. And I had my my high school shirt on from the swim and dive team that I was on for like a very short minute. And um, I had people like my friends and like that went to my high school being like, wait, you were on the swim team? And I'm like, because <laughs> no one believed me that that was happening. And so me and my boyfriend then had a ton of conversations about like, the horrible, some of the most embarrassing things that happened to me in high school and how, like, they're no big deal now, but at the time you felt that, you felt that way. So, anyways, me being old and this, like, 11-year-old photo sparked this conversation about, like, how different our high school experience was because his was smaller. It says, it. you make it sound like you climbed Mount Everest, but I don't understand what your, your post says. Because... Uh, from 2009, I... I fucking mm-hmm. climbed that. It was my Everest. <laughs> what does that mean? Because I was a sailor and I cussed a lot. Because um, it was so hard and that was the highest point in Guam. And they had like these crosses in the background, but I didn't want to have any of the crosses in the background because I'm not like very religious. And so I turned the other way. But it was really hard and it took a couple of hours and I didn't think I could do it. And I did it, so that's why I said it. To me, it was my Everest because it was so hard to climb. You went to the very top, huh? Yes. Okay. I could not do that now. I think it undermines how big Mount Everest is. I said it was my Everest. I didn't say it was the Everest. I said it was my Everest, meaning that's probably the most (laughs) highest I'll go, the most exercise I will put out to get to a mountaintop because... I'm in the military right now, and I realize that that's probably the best shape I'll ever be in in my life and be able to fucking climb that mountain. That's why That's why I captioned it that way. I wanted to see, because uh, M- Mount Lamon, Lamomlin, Lomlin? That's the name of it? Mm-hmm. Something. Mm-hmm. Sure. You were there. I'm just asking you. <laughs> yeah, well, because they all, like all the different places, They, I don't remember any of the names. I kind of remember Tallulah. No, I don't. I don't even remember where I lived with my husband. Uh, This says Guam's Mount Lam Lam technically is the world's (laughs) tallest mountain, but most of it is underwater. Wow. So uh, So I cheated. (laughs) Whatever, Pacific Coast, you know, Pacific Trail, right? Yes. I can say that I climbed the sea level. Uh, 200 miles goes below the ocean. Wow. Okay. Isn't that all an island is? Is just like a mountain that it like sprouted out of the ocean and like kind of plateaued a little bit, grew some some ground around it, but yet kept on growing. I mean, I'm sure others wide. would say different. Mm-hmm. Others would say different, but it's like you could say that about any continent. It's just a mountain, the top of a mountain, right? Right. 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 Some are just bigger than the others. Mm-hmm. It is. Yes, it is very super small. I've. Definitely 
because like then when I posted that, some of the people that I knew back in Guam like had messaged me for whatever reason that still live there, and like part of me like wants to take Jeff there one day just because that was such a big piece of my life, I guess. But right, a lot of it I spent with my ex husband, so there's not like I can't be like oh. We can go climb this because I'm not fucking climbing that again right now. That's not happening. And so it would just be like, oh, let's go to this place that I went with my ex-husband. Like, it wouldn't be anything romantic or cool. And the island is, like, beautiful. It's very, very pretty. But I have all these bad memories with somebody. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, oh, there's a strip club where my ex almost took a girl home. You want to go there? (laughs) Oh, no. You want to go to this place? (laughs) Do you want to go to dinner at this place? Because... I lived there for so long. I've been to every place with him. So there's not that much to do that hasn't been tainted by somebody else. And it's kind of a long flight to go, this is where I fucked somebody. (laughs) 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 I mean, that's really all your memories there are with him. So it's kind of I would say 75% of of my. Yeah, 75% of my memories were with him. Someone else that had commented on it was like, oh, I remember when we did this, like, you know, boonie stomp together. And that's where you just, like, go and explore kind of thing. And I was like, yeah, I was so excited to be invited on that. And that was the first time that me and that got me and my ex started hooking up. So I was like, even those memories are tainted. <laughs> yeah, like, and it's a, you could just do it on, you know, probably look at that stuff on Google Earth, you know? right. It's your logic, Sam. No, that's true. Yeah, again... Somebody asked a question, Sam, that I wanted to ask you. This came across via text. And it says that, can we answer this for them? Their mother-in-law thinks the moon is a planet, and she tells his seven-year-old it is. So, is the moon a planet? No, it's the moon. Why is it not a planet? It has a rotation. It has its own gravity, though not very much. Mm, I don't know because it it's acts the moon very much like a planet. The moon. I know, but oh, okay, it orbits around us. It doesn't orbit around the sun, so it's right. our moon. So for oh, you thought I wouldn't I know think that. You just made something up. You just made something up. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yes, you did, and you celebrated your made-up no. fact. No, the moon it orbits around us. It doesn't orbit around the sun. It is in our orbit. orbit. The sun. It kind of does because we're we're going around the sun and the moon True. is going around with us. So essentially, the moon is tagging uh, along uh, 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 around the sun with us. It's like it's holding yeah, hands but and skipping with around. Us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's why it's not its own planet. Is because it's with us. Yeah. I think Jupiter has but like that, sixteen moons. Listen, listen. This that's neither here nor there. The question was: Is <laughs> it orbiting around the sun? Yes, it is. No, that that's not. <laughs> No, and again, it takes three things other planets for something have to be moons. A planet. Three things for something some to be a three, planet. Yes, it has to orbit around the sun. That is one. Mm-hmm. It has to have a sufficient mass to assume a round shape, okay. and it has to have uh, an orbit, like a substantial orbit that can be tracked. Like its own orbit. Like we have oh, our yes. own moon orbiting around us. So. I didn't make up my own fact, stupids. You, uh, <laughs> yes, you're right. We fumbled that. My bad. I'm okay yeah. with that. Yeah, I'll fumble that. That's completely <laughs> fine. That's completely fine. I, lo- I, I love and enjoy when you celebrate your 
vi- victories? Grenade victories? I mean, it counts. It doesn't count. It's you partially got I, the answer. I correct. knew that. No, I I one hundred percent got the answer correct in the beginning. Yes, I did. I had no, one didn't. of the it took three you a while things to even that think you about said. The gravitation. I, okay, so you're taking away from the fact that I did mention the gravitation. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not taking away. But you didn't know it right away. You were like, I don't know. I did though. <laughs> It just took God, me a second to get out of a filing cabinet. <laughs> By the way, you guys are watching me, so you know I didn't Google anything. You knew you watched me file that in my head and being like, oh, this is why I know this. I don't know what's going on underneath that camera. Just like you, you could be sitting there without any pants on oh right now. I don't know that. I'm just saying. No, I have pants on, and I don't have another computer to jujile facts. They were coming out of my noodle, <laughs> sirs. Right, can't you see when she's uh, reading the sports, and then she, I know when she's going to talk to us for a minute because her face goes from being white to dark because the brightness from the Google Drive <laughs> is not highlighting her face anymore. So I know she's going to talk to us because she's trying to see the camera so to see what we're doing. And then I know when she's going back to sports because then the fl- her face illuminates again right. from the screen mm-hmm. on the Google Drive. Makes sense. Isn't that helpful? <laughs> I figured it out on my own. I, you weren't telling me. Well, I, I don't know how to tell you my face will be illuminated when I'm reading sports. Do you also notice when I'm practicing <laughs> sports? I do because we're in commercial break and you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a bright screen in front of me so I don't fumble. Yes. Nijao Tibao or whatever some crazy name is. <laughs> Nijao Tibao. Related to Tim. Distant cousin or something like that from, you know, <laughs> another continent. <laughs> I have no idea who that is. Wow. I have no idea. You may have just insulted some people, Sam. I don't know. Uh, Karen, shut up. <laughs> <Listen>. <laughs> Uh, Sam, a little update to your story that you had yesterday. Coors Light delivered 150 beers to that alcoholic old lady. <laughs> Wonderful. She got her The bruise. next story is going to be like, she, yeah, she drunk herself to death. She looks drunk in the photos. She looks drunk AF in the picture. Standing in the window with her sign in the Coors Light. Hi! And then she's yeah. like a big fat stack next to him. She just kind of arm up, beer in one hand. Good. Good for you, Granny. Get smashed yeah, on gonna, a Tuesday. <laughs> right. I'm going to send this <laughs> to you, On a Tuesday. Because, uh, <laughs> so I, I want you to see this, Sam. Hold on. i got to wait for this to... Oh, stop it. We, for those that are listening, we use a thing God. called Teams, and it's not... I'm not a big fan of it, but... Oh, that's not it. God damn it. <laughs> Whoa, what's going on in that picture? <laughs> Click. That is also funny. <laughs> Click. <laughs> that, is, that is also no, funny. Text. I don't care what it is. I see boobs. <laughs> there we go. It's that one. It's that one. Tell me she doesn't look into- intoxicated. I had a grandmother who drank a lot, mm. and that's what you look like drunk <laughs> at probably oh, 2 yep. o'clock mm-hmm. in the afternoon. She's got yep. a big old 93 smile. years old. <laughs> Just getting it. like, oh, damn it. We're getting a jello mold for Easter. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I, totally I think getting a jello mold. Did more bad than good. I don't know. Well, this, uh, this lady's Probably 93. Probably somebody w- with her. 
She is 93 yes, years old. If she wants to get tanked on a Tuesday, I mean, what the fuck else does she got to do? Nothing at all. So let her do it. She'll be passed out before noon, all right? And she'll wake up, have dinner at 2, and then back to bed she goes. I've got the audio right, here. She's I think old. I can play this. <laughs> if this. Let's see if this works right. I think I can play the audio of her celebrating getting her, her beer being interviewed. Again, oh, drunk God. grandma, 93 years old, getting her 100-odd cases of beer delivered to her house. <laughs> and let's see if I can... Let's see if this will play here. Yeah. Technology. Let's see if this works. No? 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 Okay. Well, never mind. Hooked to too many things. I thought it was going to work. Hooked to too many things. That's this. Te- I got yeah, like a Corby, Bluetooth. Thing. Oh no, things. I'm on the wrong pod. She's got it. Go. I was on my last. Uh, there it is. Last uh, twelve cans. Tell me she ain't a drunk. <laughs> Did you hear her? Her last twelve cans, and she's already planning ahead for some more. <laughs> God damn. That's- up at 93-year-old this Olive is- Ronsi's home in Armstrong County with 10 cases of beer. She wasted no time cracking a cold <laughs> one right there on the front porch. Olive went viral last week after a relative took a photo of her with a sign that said, I need more beer. Now she's got it. I was on my last, uh, <laughs> last uh, 12 cans. Anyway, I have a beer every night. My associate and I put in 10 cases of beer. <laughs> And drove up and made sure all got her beer. For now, crisis averted. The I need more beer sign went viral on the KDK Facebook page. Oh, shut up. Who cares about your Facebook? The guy had like, it's called a buff wrap is what he was wearing, but it's like he has it over his face, so he looks like he's rubbing the joint. Right? Oh, God, we live in weird times. That's hilarious. So this is something odd that I thought about, like, during this pandemic is like, because you see this, the, the streets of New York City, and they're empty. And I remember watching this, like, whatever, I don't know what you call it, documentary on, like, these <laughs> two lovers that were both heroin addicts and, like, how hard it was to be a heroin addict in New York City and, like, score drugs and then find somewhere to do the drugs and then pass out, like, that kind of thing. And so with all the streets, like, empty, I was like, man, does this mean that they're going to, like rehabs will be overflowing because people aren't getting drugs or like drug dealers the cartel are they getting hit by the pandemic like if you're at a you know live in new york city and you're addicted to something like for sure the cartels are feeling this pandemic i don't know what that means that like what do you mean feeling it okay. you think they're laying people off from the cartel <laughs> Excuse me, Jose. We've got some uh, uh, furloughs. Uh, I'll tell you what's. I'll tell you what's happening. <laughs> I'll tell you what's happening. Here's what's. Here's what's happening, Sam. The cartel is going into communities that aren't stepping up government-wise, and they're providing everything. They're providing food. They're providing shelter. They're providing clothes. They're making sure communities have what they need. That's what gangs do. That's what makes gangs so powerful that they buy the loyalty doing things like that of people in that community. And good, bad, I don't know, but they step up in a way the government doesn't because they have an endless amount of funds. So then when the government tries to shut them down, they, people are like, I don't know anything about that. Right. 
Okay, gangs, yes, I understand. But I'm thinking of like cartels from Mexico that you see on the narc documentary what or cartel, whatever. That's what that's what a gang is. It's, it's the, the same, same premise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Organized crime, mafia, cartel, gangs, bloods, crips, whatever. They're all the same. It's an organization yeah. of people who believe the same thing <laughs> and want to do things illegally. Well, I was hoping that like the good thing from this pandemic is that, you know, that would clear up a little bit. That whoever yeah, can't that get their would, heroin <laughs> to New York City. <laughs> no, people are that's, you're underestimating the power of an addict. Like, you're going to find your drugs. Right, because if you're not doing heroin, you're moving on. You're going to the methadone clinics just so you can get your synthetic heroin, your methadone from there. Or you're going to start melting down tabs, lower tab, whatever painkiller you can get your hands on. Just because, all yeah. right, well, I can't get the real stuff. I got to figure out another way to do it. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's something that will never stop. I just feel like heroin and meth, like, you take that one hit and you have to know that, like, you're fucked from that moment that you <laughs> light the lighter, that it is taking you somewhere else, no matter how strong your willpower is, that you are agreeing to, all right, this and I'm going to be fucked for the next six years at a minimum. <laughs> like, at a very minimum. Yeah, except people that do heroin don't think that. that you're assuming there's a DEF quality happening? Yeah, there's not. <laughs> there's a... There's well. a, a, a <laughs> <laughs> they don't even get past A. <laughs> hey, alright. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, yeah. like, because I remember, like, trying drugs in high school and stuff, and like being scared to try ecstasy and like I don't know like hard drugs and I didn't really even like pot that much because I wasn't good on it but I just did it because my friends did but like drinking I loved yeah I didn't I'm surprised she said pot I'm not good on the marijuana <laughs> right <laughs> this cannabis has got me all goofy <laughs> the devil's yeah, lettuce we were is having walk- its way with me <laughs> One time we were hotboxing a car and I had a panic attack and it was my friend Mary's car and I was like, <laughs> like I just know that this area is gonna, <laughs> the cops are gonna come. We have to go and she's like, we can't. We're hotboxing the car and I was like, then fucking air it out. Do what you gotta do. This is so bad. Sam, please not stop a fun person. The desk. Whatever you're hitting, please stop hitting it. It's very loud in our ears. Oh. and it makes it clip out. I didn't know that. Mm, sit on your hands. And then try to talk. I can't. It's hard. <laughs> ah, right. That's fine. Uh, so there's this thing happening called the Quarantine 15. Have you, uh, either one of you, partaking in that? Deep in it. Deep Durr. in the Quarantine 15. <laughs> Dude, I'm at the 14th step of the Quarantine 15. I'm actually you know probably quarant- over the 15. <laughs> Do you know what the Quarantine 15 is? That's when you've gained 15 yeah, like- pounds because you can't stop eating because you're bored in the house and you're in the house bored. Yeah. It, about it's it. like the freshman 15. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, That's man. That's exactly what it is. I've like experienced it. Tres cake. What else you gotta do? My Bake wife some made my my wife made a is it sticky, cake? Is that what sticky cake. Butter cake, a sticky butter sticky butter cake or just butter cake? Gooey butter cake. Mm, yummy. Do you know what that is? Mm-mm. Let me let me tell you what it no, is. No, but I wish I you had take a, wife. a yellow cake mix. 
You take a yellow. Uh, <laughs> me too. Uh, oddly, you do. You take a yellow. <laughs> Right? He takes right. care of everything. Yellow right? cake mix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yellow cake mix and butter and an egg, right? And an egg. And they blend all that. That's it. You don't follow the cake making directions. Then you put it in the pan, right? Press it all down. And then you make another batter of part of the cake mix, cream cheese, butter, and eggs, and a ridiculous amount of powdered sugar, vanilla, blend it all together. Fuck Then yes. put that in there, bake all of that. And it's the fucking gooeyest thing I've ever had. I wanted to lather my dick up. It was amazing how good this was. (laughs) Sounds delicious. I know your kids aren't in the room now. (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather, I probably shouldn't have said that, but it was unbelievable. Daddy's going to lather his dick up. Mama, mama, daddy's going to lather his dick up. Hey, hi, auntie. I'm going to lather my dick up. Cake. 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 Do you know you know the consistency of like a lemon bar, right? I know Gimpy wouldn't like it, mm-hmm. but a lemon bar. It's the same thing, except instead of it being tart with lemon, it is uh, sweet, sugary, sweet, and buttery. Dude, sign me up, man. That sounds yeah, dude, delicious. It's unbelievable. I've never done this before because it was made a big amount. I'm cutting it in half, and I'm freezing and vacuum sealing it so we can eat it later rather than just throw it away because there's no way we're going to eat all of it. Hell yeah. There, could, there is the a way you could. <laughs> During the next pandemic, am, hey, we got some of that uh, gooey cake yeah. left. You want some of that? Yes. yes. No, Dude, send I, it we here. Had, I'm not doing that. No. Fuck off. I don't no. even have a we, uh, cake mixer, sir. <laughs> you don't need what a, are those things a called? A mixer a is what it's called. Yeah. It's not a called yeah, a cake a mixer. It's just called a mixer. No, it's, it's a KitchenAid one. Sam, it's just, called a KitchenAid mixer. <laughs> yeah, I want one of those in seafoam green. So it can just sit on my counter, <laughs> my counter and never next get used. to the, looks pretty. the pug holding the wine bottle. <laughs> Not be used. <laughs> Sammy, you got a hand, you got a bowl, you got a spoon. Put all three of them together and then boom, you got your cake mixed. You, you know what I've else never I made yesterday, cake, I mean, Sam? I've never baked cake like what? Sam, I made some, I thought of you and I almost sent it to you. I made a thing for me and my wife. It is supposed to be like the drink of the um, coronavirus uh, pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it is a coffee di- drink where you, it's called whipped coffee. And you take uh, like instant coffee and ah. you put sugar and the coffee and some water and then blend it till it foams up like that. It makes like a pudding almost. That looks wonderful. And then you, it's like an ice cream. Yeah. It's the most amazing thing I've ever, I've ever made, I think. It's called whipped coffee. It's super easy to find. You just got to buy instant coffee. It's the only real trick. And you hook up one of those fancy, you know, rich person things Sam was talking about that isn't your hand, a mixer, and blend it up until it's super foamy. I'm telling you, Sam, you try this, you're going to go crazy. <laughs> Gimpy's laughing because he knows that I'll never actually make that on my own. You know what I make in the morning to drink now? that I feel like I'm a barista is an iced chai tea latte where you just buy like it's condensed chai tea at um, Whole Foods and then you put your own milk in it and then I put my own stevia in it and then it's an iced chai tea latte and I feel like when I'm making it that I fucking work at Starbucks. I'm like, yes, I'm making my own chai That's tea like, latte. you know, being a baker and all you're doing is buying that cookie mix that just just add water and you're like, look right. at me, I am I am Duncan Hines. Right. No, 
like eating the cookies and being like, I'm cutting these and putting them in the oven, so therefore I baked the cookies. Right, right. I You're again, exactly right. I I don't think I have made anything from scratch for Jeff like that, except for like food, but not any baked goods. It's I mean, it's not really making it from scratch. It's not exactly rocket science. I'm just saying if you to. if you have a mixer in it plus an oven, you've made it from scratch. And I haven't done that. It's coffee. It's not it's coffee. It's not a mixer. It's not bake you're not baking anything. You're literally just stirring coffee until it fo- gets foamy. That's all you're doing. Oh, my hand has so much better uses for getting tired for that, Corbin. <laughs> I wish people could see the visual. Go ahead and start the music, Impy. Let's yeah, uh, I think we're I think fine that's to a good spot. To on just that. go ahead. That's completely fine. Yeah. Yeah. All right, listen. Uh, in all honesty, I miss you guys. I don't, we we don't see each other, and we talk way less than we were. So uh, I hope you guys are, you know, okay. I'm assuming if I see you in the morning, you guys are okay. That's a fair assumption. Oh, I thought you were talking to the listeners. Okay, yes. <laughs> don't give a shit about you, woman. I <laughs> 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 miss you too, friend. I was waiting. I was like, the line is, we hope you're good, too. Uh, All right, guys. Have a great week. And uh, we love you. See you later. Love you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.